Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From the center of the galaxy and Yavin 4's hidden rebel base, this is the Force Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Knapsack for a very special edition of Force Center. This is the main show, but more importantly, this is the review of Rogue One, a Star Wars story. We have all seen it. If you're listening, I'm going to assume you have seen it because, of course, we're going to go deep into the movie 
plots, characters, spoilers, reactions, good stuff, bad stuff, themes, all of it is here. This is the review you want of Rogue One. And with me in the cockpit is Joseph Scrimshaw and Jennifer Landa. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy Life Day. We're here, gang. Another Star Wars movie. Very excited to talk about all of the Vader murder. Talk about my (laughs) new favorite line from Admiral Raddus, probing the shield. Most exciting line to me was when uh, Mon Cala said a weird thing about the uh, assault in space. (laughs) Gotta love that. Gotta probe the shield. (laughs) Once again, a Star Wars line crossing... Crossing that line into uh, uh, a sexual innuendo. <laughs> yep. Oh, Just a very, very weird one. Jennifer, yes. you've got a great book in front of you as we record, which is going to help us get through this, I'm sure. I do. I have the Star Wars Rogue One, The Ultimate Visual Guide by Pablo Hidalgo. Pablo does such a great job. The keeper of the canon in Lucasfilm, along with Lee Chi and a bunch of fine folks over there. Uh, great pictures, great visuals in that book and in this movie. Jennifer, Joseph, let's dive in first, maybe, uh, with just some initial reactions. And then, uh, Joseph, uh, you have a great idea. Let's go into the themes yeah, of this movie. I love themes. Themes, themes, themes. So uh, we've all seen it twice now, right? Yes. Yep. Great. And that, I think, was needed. Because sure. reactions can change, and uh, good to bad, bad to good, it doesn't matter. It's interesting, the journey you go on when you see a movie the second time. Joseph, I want to start with you and talk about the first viewing, the first reactions you had. Yeah, I think my overall reaction, having seen it twice now, is that it is, I would say, a triumph in that one of its main goals is to prove that Star Wars can tell genre stories. And I think by the end of it, you walk out going, I saw a Star Wars war movie. I saw a Star Wars movie that was very different from anything Mm -hmm. that you've ever seen in Star Wars, but at the same time was the most Star Wars thing that ever Star Wars. Like with the visual (laughs) dictionary, it is just so packed with Easter eggs, little things that affect canon, every fantasy you've ever had while playing with your action figures. Like, what if, but like, a lot of TIE (laughs) Fighters came out. Like, but in the video games, Y-Wings drop bombs. They dropped bombs. It's, on one hand, the most Star Wars thing ever. Mm -hmm. And then on the other hand, proving that Star Wars can tell different stories. Yeah. So my main immediate reaction was, this is a triumph. This is a success to make it so we get lots of different Star Wars stories. Mm-hmm. That was my main reaction. Watching it the first time, I got so distracted by the things that I wanted to happen. Ah. Uh, and mostly the end of the film was just uh, fear that Vader would not murder. And then <laughs> utter, utter, I, like, I had to apologize to my wife and say, I'm sorry, I know I'm extremely excited about a man butchering people. But I've never <laughs> been so happy to see murder. This is what I have always wanted. There, there's so something validating. about an entire gr- room of people cheering the villain and the most yeah. evil person in the galaxy next to the emperor. Yeah, that, that just turning thing. to your loved ones and saying, what I wanted was him to murder them viciously, <laughs> ferociously, and I got it. For the holidays. Yeah. <laughs> Feel good movie for the holidays. Yeah, I think seasons. those were my, my main like gut reactions. Right. Uh, just mm. on scene. Right. Jennifer? I was so 
overcome with emotion Mm -hmm. throughout the film. I found myself, you know, starting to cry and Mm -hmm. then gasping and then being angry. I mean, it was just such a roller coaster. Um, And that's what I love about Star Wars is that it can flip me in a moment. Um, And I left the theater feeling like, what just happened? Mm. I got to watch this again because there were so (laughs) many moments where I was so caught up in, I'm sure we'll talk about it, you know, certain special effects and things where I I was was what wondering, well, where was that shot? So um, I had to go back. And the second viewing was where I really started to appreciate it. Mm. And I and I loved seeing all those Easter eggs and I love the way that they connected it to yeah. New Hope and seeing all these little connections throughout, you know, the Star Wars universe. Um, I was I was pretty impressed. And I thought, like you're saying, it was a triumph. And they, they I dared them to make a war movie. I dared them to do a cold <laughs> open. I dared them to have people die. Oh, they gave it to me. And then I wasn't so sure that I wanted it. <laughs> I was like, wait, you know, guys, I want them to live. Yeah, give me yeah. some yum nub. There are a lot of moments where they did, like, drop the mic. And they're yeah. like, yeah. yeah. And then you're like, actually, let's be gentle with the mic. <laughs> yeah. Put the mic down. Put the mic down. Slowly. Yeah. Slowly. Yeah. Um, I, I think, uh, much like you guys, it's so hard when we're Star Wars fans to sit in that theater the first time. Now, I will say this. Force Awakens, I was downright nervous because that was the return of Star Wars, and this could have been so bad. Yeah. And, yes. And you're analyzing the first five minutes of The Force Awakens like, oh, please don't be a prequel. Um, but uh, here we are at a prequel, and um, I, from start to finish on the first viewing, just just eyes wide open, 13-year-old kid, 7-year-old kid again, and jumped out of that that screening room I was in, ran to my car and, and screamed. I was so happy. This was like I said, the movie I've been waiting for since I stepped on the playground in 1983. Because yeah. like you said, Joseph, very correctly and insightfully that this is what we've been doing as fans in our rooms and playgrounds and video games. This movie had a lot of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, My joy uh, for the movie was great. I think I, I yelled at one point, uh, it's better it's than, better than Empire, but I know that's not the right answer. <laughs> I'm going to let this sink in. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I got to the second viewing and a lot of things changed, uh, and which we're going to discuss. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I'm seeing it again tonight. Uh, Joseph, you and I are going on a little yeah. field trip, and I'm excited. I might grab you when Vader comes on. Mike, that's uh, acceptable. <laughs> I'll, I'll grab you when Gold Leader and Red Leader come on. <laughs> Excellent. Um, I'm excited to see it. Yeah. Just because I do have some questions, but also some, there's some things that are easily top five Star Wars moments for Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Mm. So for me, this movie was a home run to go outside of the saga and build on stories that uh, we uh, didn't know we wanted. And sometimes that's the big question. And a lot of people are asking, did we need it? Did we know we want this? Uh, but we're going to get them. And I'm happy we're going to get them if they're like this. Um, because there was some just amazing things in it and some wonderful themes and stuff uh, that goes deep as it should with the star Wars story. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I felt like the theme was really interesting because I feel like if you ask most people what the theme was, they'd say, uh, hope it's the word that said (laughs) 87 times when you walk into the theater, you get a hand stamp that says hope. Hope. Like, so it's tempting to just say, well, the theme is hope. But I think the theme of hope is like large, more largely the theme of star Wars and Mm -hmm. certainly the original trilogy. And I think this does contribute to it, but I feel like there's a a lot of stuff going on that's more dense. Mm -hmm. And one of the big things to me that I thought was thematically powerful was the idea of chaos Mm-hmm. in the idea of accepting war. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I saw it again, I was really struck by how the first two acts before we get to just war on Scarif mm-hmm. is uh, two plot lines following each other that are about the rebels trying to decide what to do amongst mm-hmm. themselves mm-hmm. and also the Imperials 
trying to do right. decide amongst themselves. It's just the the fight between Tarkin and Krennic, right. and it, it's the the scene on Yaddu mm-hmm. where you have about three or four different factions mm-hmm. trying to do different things. Right, and I think it ties back to a couple people asked Jen, "What do you want?" Right, and I feel like this is the story of a lot of people who don't know what they want mm-hmm. because they don't want to turn this next corner of mm. going full war. Mm. Right. Which is, you know, I, th- I think the new idea that Rogue One introduced that there was the dark times where mm-hmm. there's lots of little rebel insurgencies. But the big decision of Rogue One is, do we have the courage to just go full out war? Right. And you're pulling that from the databank ex- it itself. Yeah. You, you pulled this out as, as Joseph Scrimshaw would and should <laughs> the great pontificator that, yeah, this is a demarcation point in the Star Wars timeline Daenerys. Yeah. This movie. Yeah. Yeah. So I was looking at databank to look up Rogue One characters. There's not a lot uh, there yet. But like when you look at the bigger legacy characters where they have longer descriptions like mm-hmm. Darth Vader or whatever, it's uh, broken up between Clone Wars and the dark times and the galactic civil war. In oh. reading that made me tune in a little bit more. Like rebels, it sounds like they're at war, but mm-hmm. that's just a bunch of little bits of insurgency. And what's clearly going on with that rebel alliance scene is some people in the alliance are still trying to go like, well, maybe we can talk this through in the Senate. <laughs> maybe mm-hmm. we can just kind of say, hey, no Death Stars, no right. planet-killing balls, and somebody yeah. will listen. And other people are going like, no, this is the line. We can't go any farther. We can't hide. We can't poke them. We need to declare this is not okay and go to war. Right. And I think that's like a big-picture idea for the Star Wars galaxy, and it is also clearly what the individual characters are going through, too, of when do I decide that I am all in for utter conflict. Right. Mm. Right. Deep stuff. That's big great. stuff. Important stuff. And I definitely want to come back to that scene yeah. later on because that is both some great stuff and some of my least favorite stuff in the movie is that is that particular mm. scene with Jen's sort of Braveheart speech and uh, my good friend, my best buddy, Admiral Raddus, one of my <laughs> new favorite characters Amazing. in Star Wars yeah. for Amazing sure. Character. Uh, Jennifer, uh, for theme-wise, what did you pull out of this movie? What I thought was really interesting was seeing these are Star Wars Heroes, which I mean, and that's the thing is that we're so used to in the original trilogy. It's very clear who the hero and the, who the villain mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. And this, we the first time we really see Cassian Andor is when he kills this man who gave him some information, and yeah. you can see on his face that he's like, kind of, mm-hmm. what have I done? Well, you know, dealing with all these issues of morality. And I think that what I what I saw was you see a lot of good people doing bad things Mm -hmm. and they're not sure about it and even Cassian says that later on in the film he's like we've we've you know murdered we've pillaged we've done this we've done that but we've done it for the rebellion and if we don't continue to do it then why have we why have we basically you know Mm -hmm. uh, given up our souls yeah for what cause yeah if we don't come and fight with you Jen and I thought that that was really interesting is is admitting that the good guys are doing not so good things but it's because they believe they're doing good Mm -hmm. that we can accept them as like the heroes Mm. but if you take the empire side well then they believe that they're doing what's good so I thought that that would actually kind of complicate things for a child watching the film. It's like part of the reason why Star Wars is so kid friendly is because it's very black and white. Yeah. You know, this parents are going to have to do a little bit of explaining (laughs) to kids. It's kind of this very nuanced thing of like if you have a strongly held belief, it's Mm. like at the beginning of the film, it's like uh, the rebels are like saying their strongly held belief quietly to their friends. Mm -hmm. Like when I Mm -hmm. still kind of deny this. 
But like by the end of the movie, like I'm putting this on Facebook, so the whole world knows that I care. Yeah, I'm all in. Right. Yeah. yeah. And another thing too was the scene where, where spoiler, uh, I guess we should have said that from the top. Oh, we're good. Uh, yeah. We're good. If you so if you haven't seen Rogue One by now, turn around, go back. Sorry, we oh. blew that probing the shield line for you. Yeah. Um, but but when Galen and, yeah. and Jen says this, you know, those the rebel bombs, the mm-hmm. alliance bombs, are the ones that killed, killed my yeah. father. It's like those Y wings. Wow. I apologize for the Y wings there. Yeah. The Y wings did that one, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think the X wings. Yeah, was it that X wing? I, I, I thought it, maybe it's just X wings in that scene. I think I think I can't remember. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll find see out it tonight. Again. We'll, yeah. t- we'll take notes. <laughs> we'll take notes. Take notes. Uh, yeah, but just that was yeah pretty powerful. Yeah, I also did like uh, that. There is still a very subtle theme of caring about your family dynasty, your family legacy. Mm-hmm. Because Jin is fighting the good fight because it is right, but mm-hmm. also on a personal level, she is much more fighting because I don't want my mom to have died for nothing. Right. I don't want her to have been wrong when I heard her tell Krennic, yeah. you will not win. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't want... My dad did all of this. I don't yeah. want his, uh, his uh, sacrifices to go. So it still connects back to the overall idea of <laughs> Star Wars being a family, family. story yeah. mm. where somebody is protecting their family legacy. Clan or so, house or so. <laughs> house or so, yeah. All thing. For me, yeah. uh, great insight on, on both f- from you on, on themes, Joseph. Great idea. I didn't, you know, you don't really think of the Empire trying to figure out what to do either. Yeah. But yeah. you've got to imagine from a realistic point of view that they don't necessarily want war either. Uh, fear will keep them in line. This battle station, not necessarily that they wanted to go around destroying planets. Yeah. Not that they'd care. Some of them, Tarkin, Vader and the Emperor probably would give uh, two craps about that. But, um, <laughs> you know, the, the, the rank and file, those stormtroopers, one of my favorite shots is early on, on, uh, what is it, w- Wobani? Wobani? Look, oh, look, yeah. look it up in that book where yeah. Jin is, is in captivity yeah, in a slave, Wobani, uh, I'm pretty sure. slave labor camp there. And that stormtrooper covered in muck, bent over, hands and, 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 and elbows on his knees, just kind of going, when's my break? Yeah. I was shown posters of what how glorious yes. it was to serve the Empire, and yeah. then look at this. I'm just in a dirty truck. Yeah. And there's something, some truth about the Empire trying to find themselves, too. This, to me, is about, in story, about the rebellion growing up, which means for us, too. We talk, you know, Jin running. It is uh, Aragorn, put aside the, the ranger and be who you're born to be. A little bit of that, uh, whether or not it was earned in the execution of the story, something I can, I, I can talk about. But um, And uh, just the theme of sacrifice and sometimes what you have to do to, to help the greater good and uh, to grow yourself and... and it isn't just a suicide mission. It is people choosing to lay down their life for a greater cause. And, and that is the heart of the rebellion, maybe, from what we've known all through the years. But as we see, the rebellion is is different versions of it. As that guy yells in the back of that scene, what's she on about? <laughs> Let her finish. What are, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Uh, what's she trying to say? Peas and carrots, peas and carrots, peas and carrots. So that, to me, was one of the things I took, uh, took away, too, uh, that there's sometimes causes bigger than yourself, and, and do you want to get involved? Jen herself says, it's not a problem if you don't look up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, one of the she, better quotes of the film. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And she was forced to look up, and sometimes that's how it happens. And uh, how do you react? 
react to that. So that was big, uh, big for me too to take away as well. And also that droids are people too. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did want to. I, 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 that that's uh, definitely I think a theme, which yeah. is diversity, and I think it's touched on in like ways mm-hmm. that are a little bit more humorous, like droids. <laughs> droids. Uh, but also, I felt like diversity was a yeah. big theme. It wasn't just yeah. the casting, and I, I didn't feel like it was diversity for diversity. I think diversity for diversity's sake is great. Yeah. But I don't think that's what this movie was. Yeah. Like it. I, I, it was powerful to me when Cassian had the speech about some of us don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Whether, right. you know, so I think that speaks to real world things where mm-hmm. sometimes you're in a position where a problem doesn't directly affect you. Right. And you can choose whether or not you want to get involved. And sometimes you're in a position where a problem came to your door. Right. Yeah. right. So the choice was made for you. Mm, yeah, I point. think that, yeah, it, it's not just the the humans cast in this movie that, that made the diversity. It's from all different parts of the galaxy and different viewpoints and different places in their life. Yeah. Uh, and I think that was done very well yeah. uh, f- for me uh, and for everyone, I hope. Um uh, any other theme, themes left on the table before we dive into this uh, the meat of this meal? Hmm. No, they'll, no they'll or this broccoli of this meal if you're yeah. vegetarian. Yeah, <laughs> let's uh, dive into the broccoli, <laughs> the meat-tainted broccoli, probably. Meat-tainted broccoli. <laughs> As always, I mean, overall, here at Force Center, we do love to celebrate. And, yeah, there's going to be some things we're going to dive into and question. Uh, there's a, a way to do this. By looking at the movie, and there's a way to do this by looking at the story. And I think on Force Center, we love to do both. But overall, we'll start right now with the great stuff, the good stuff, the stuff that got our fists pumping. Like for me, Admiral Radice's fleet showing up (laughs) was a fist-pumping moment for me. Goodness gracious, yes. Uh, There is a lot there. Jennifer, what were some of the things you just absolutely loved about Rogue One? I, I loved Felicity Jones. I really did. I thought that she brought so much depth to this mm-hmm. character and for me like it, just in some of her looks um like when he said uh, Cassian asked her did, did you get did you, did you bring the message did you get you know your father's message and just the look on her face of just like oh just disappointment and mm-hmm. upset oh it was all right there mm-hmm. I felt like she anchored this film I loved Donnie Yen Chirrut mm-hmm. Imwe, mm-hmm. for me, he was, I, I wasn't expecting him to, uh, he was kind of a scene stealer for me. Yes. Him and his relationship with Baze, that that relationship, mm-hmm. that that buddy friendship was what we always love to see in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I loved that. Of course, seeing all these little nods, you know, I yeah. saw an Imperial probe droid going yeah. by and on Je- yeah, on Jetta. That was exciting. Um, and uh, of course, Ponda Baba and, and the blue milk, all yeah. these little things. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like heavy-handed, but it was a little, little tip of the hat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you some know. of it was great. Some of it was, uh, like, Force Awakens had some ones that I thought were awesome and cute, almost like, oh, that's cute. Yeah. Um, but I enjoyed them. This one had ones that just kind of made sense to me. The Blue Milk, I some people are reacting to that negatively. I'm like, why? Would, why? why? It's a drink in the why? galaxy. Yeah, it's it would not be a there. special <laughs> cocktail that Aunt Brew made up. Yeah, yeah it no. would be there. Yeah. So, like, it's just fun. Like, I want those in these movies. Yeah, I think know? that's going back to what we were talking about of not only is it what we wanted sort of action-wise with our action figures, a lot of it, the good moments were those common sense moments mm-hmm. of like this that character would be there so it's not a winking nod mm-hmm. it's an omission if that character isn't there exactly right yeah right uh we can get into the discussion of fan service i think there's good fan services bad fan service and then what this movie did a lot is fill out the lore yeah yes. and put in some uh some some language where we had Blank spot previously <laughs> in the lore. Yeah. What other things grabbed you, Jennifer? Oh man, we got we got the scene that we wanted. I think I don't know how you guys felt about it. But Bail Organa and uh, Mon Mothma, just that little moment. Yeah, 
Yeah. Your friend, the Jedi. Uh, yeah, I, I have yeah. I have I have thoughts and feelings. Oh, you I have, do? I have okay. thoughts and feelings, good and bad. Oh, but really? Okay. Yeah, overall overall great. Okay. I, I look, I love that Bail Organa is in this movie. However, never mentioned by name, <laughs> to my oh, knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Good which points. is interesting to uh, other people like, oh, the guy from LA Law. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, no. Yeah, non-Star Wars fans are like why did uh, Jimmy Smith get the Force theme? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Star Wars fans probably don't know it's called the Force theme, but just like yeah. this movie loves Jimmy Smith. You know, like yeah, it's, yeah. it's such a great intro if you're a Star Wars fan. Yeah, that's so yeah. funny because there were people in the theater when the second viewing, I, they, I don't think that they knew who he was. The first time, people cheered. The yeah. second time, there was just silence yeah. when he dramatically comes out of the shadows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, I yeah. guess they don't know who he is. Yeah, I'm sorry, I interrupted. No, 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 no. Yeah, I no, I, I love. That the I love the use of Obi Wan, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and I love that it was clearly tied to what we we're talking about of the war choice. Mm-hmm. That Mon Mothma says, "This is we find out why why did we finally turn to Obi Wan? Right. Because Mon Mothma accepts this is going to be a war. Exactly. Right. And if we're going to a war, we need a Jedi. Yes. Yeah. So it, it wasn't as specific as we have the Death Star plans, and now we need to take them farther." Because this was before they even knew they were trying to get the Death Star plans. Right. But I did like that it was very tied into the acceptance that this is going to be an all-out fight. Go get the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is kind of what we had talked about, wanting or feeling the need for a Jedi. They got a lightsaber. We need a lightsaber. Uh, we yeah. don't know where that Kane and Ezra kids are. Uh, we don't know. Um, but, yeah, it does change. You New Hope gets that, you know, the feeling of uh, we got these plans. Come help me. Yeah, there's some bigger stuff at play, obviously. But, yeah, I did like that it kind of rounded that out. That it, that that Mon Mothman knew as well. Hey, isn't there a guy in a cloak you used to know? Right, remember that guy used to hang around uh, some of the Senate meetings? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did. I, so from that angle, I, I actually really liked the scene. Yeah, um, I, I, there was some a little bit of uh, uh, he served me well in the Clone Wars. Oh, the line your daughter says. Okay, yeah. Um, if you could speak a wink. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Smith spoke a wink. <laughs> yes. At least twice in that scene. Oh, when he no. said, no, it was, it, you know what? I, Overall, I, I love the scene. Yeah. Do oh, not yeah. get me wrong. I okay. loved it. Delivered okay. for me. Bail Organa delivered a love Absolutely. needed to be in this movie. And, yeah. and for me, Star Wars should be a beautiful melody with at least two clunky notes. That's what like, I love about gong, Star Wars. Gong. And to me, there were some beautiful clunky notes in this. We're like, yeah. I dislike that. But that's part of my joy of liking Star Wars is having some moments I dislike. Yeah. Mm. I love the prequels. It, it was plenty oh, of clunky notes to dislike. Yeah, it was almost akin to Palpatine saying at the end of Phantom Menace, we'll watch your career closely, Anakin. If like, you oh. know what I mean. Yeah. Wink, it, wink. Yeah, the Alderaan, okay. We joked on this podcast, this very podcast about we hoped that it was not overplayed when Bail Organa said, I think the joke we talked about is like, I'm going to go to Alderaan, the safest place in the galaxy. Oh, yeah, right, he didn't right. say the safest place in the galaxy, <laughs> but he definitely did say like, well, I'm going to go to Alderaan and let my people know we're going to war. Yeah. And then, of course, I'm going to die. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was so, it, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, See, I didn't get yeah. that at all. Well, and I, you know, and that's good because I'm sure a lot of people feel the same way as you. Again, I really liked it. It's, yeah. it's yeah. a part of every, but it is it is a over the top moment for me. I for see a little what bit. you're little saying. Bit. Yeah. Still yeah. love it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we'll keep throwing things around, Joseph. I want to get some of your favorite things in here as well. Yeah. I mean, the the number one thing is the Vader attack. Oh, like yeah. I kind of left the film, and I say this as a fan of the prequels. With mm-hmm. uh, it took me a moment to like, what is this feeling? Like, oh, it's prequel feelings. In that there are parts of the movie that were like, oh, I'm not, I wasn't sure about that. And then there are parts of like, I don't care. I will come back to see that. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt mm-hmm. about that Vader attack at the mm-hmm. end, Scarif in general, but particularly that Vader attack, like I felt about Obi Wan and Darth Maul's mm. battle. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Like I will come see whatever other opinions I develop over the years. I will watch this film for that scene. Right. Yes. Um, yeah, because I think not only is it just cool, it's just that validation of uh, you know when you have those moments in a story that should be there, mm-hmm. and you is a fan know they should be there and many fans agree with you it's so validating when the creators go you're right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it should be mm-hmm. yeah the story of star wars is up to a point this guy's story mm-hmm. and it hinges on him being incredibly powerful and vicious yeah and to finally finally see that it was so validating yeah so the vader attack for sure my number one favorite thing uh, i love the beginning i i mm-hmm. think the crawl Losing the crawl was absolutely the right choice. Yes. Hmm. Because it was one of the things that made it different. Mm -hmm. I'll fight you on that. Really? Well, I'll uh, (laughs) come to your... uh, We'll come to your (laughs) events. With a caveat. Without (laughs) without the crawl, like, how do you open it? And I love that big, loud, startling noise is... Here, here's, we'll dive into a little bit. Uh, and I joke, I, I would never fight Joseph Scribshaw. Oh, He's yeah, a please. secret killer. Um, <laughs> the data bank. I, lo- I love the cold open. I love the start. I love the music jumping in. Yeah. Um, as we keep joking around the Collider's offices, the iMovie uh, Rogue One uh, insert oh, title, geez, title insert, yeah. not to yeah. my liking. And I didn't, I, I could live without a crawl. So for, so for, as we've been talking on air and off air about people, it, it, Ray looks different in this movie. More than any other Star Wars movie, a crawl might have helped this one, saying, hey, here's what's going on. However, I can live with it not being there. Um, I felt there was not that cold open, great, iMovie title card, no music cue, nothing that said Star Wars to me. Um, and I still, this is still a Star Wars story, and I still wanted some big, powerful punch to the face to start music-wise mm. and mm. graphic-wise and... Uh, I know it's different, so I, I respect their choice. Um, maybe simply if, if if the Rogue One title card looked different, I joke, and someone worked hard on it. I apologize, but <laughs> it, that you, that to me was just so like, oh oh oh, okay, we're here. Um, I wanted a big. I don't know why. I, I didn't get it. Yeah, I would have taken at least Rogue One, bam, and then a Star Wars story, bam. That I would have liked. That would I I would like because of what I like about it is that absolutely a crawl would help non-Star Wars people understand it. But I I like that not only do they prove that they can do a genre film, Mm -hmm. that they prove that they are going to be no apologies Star Wars. That there's not going to be like, hey, we know this is weird, and we know maybe you don't understand it all, but blah, blah, blah. And instead, they're just like literally with a music cue, bam, you're in it. Deal with it. I'll agree to you in that regard because uh, even though – my second viewing changed some of my opinions on the movie overall. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I t- took slight offense to a lot of people, especially after my first viewing, <clears throat> where um, because I'd done everything I was supposed to do as a Star Wars fan, loved it for my whole, whole life, <laughs> read all the books, read all the comics, knew who all the characters were, and sometimes I felt attacked for that. Like, okay. Uh, like, well, no, I did. I'm a Star Wars fan. So this movie was for me. Mm. It was, yeah. I did my homework. And I went into knowing what it is. I know I know who Red Leader is. I know who Gold Leader is. If you don't, that's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like if you don't know his middle name is Dave. <laughs> Dave, if you don't read the databank. Listen to our Watch podcast. Databank Pro. Oh, yeah. And uh, so I felt yeah, I felt uh, a little bit of that. Like it was weird to me that Mon Mothman and Bale weren't really mentioned by name. Because mm. I know even casual fans would be like, Was that the one is that the one from the uh, Ewok movie? Um but um I also feel a little bit, I agree with you there in that regard with the crawl, uh, but just like, nope, catch up. 
Yeah, I feel that's like, fine. Yeah, I feel like we're yeah we're definitely talking about uh, two things that intersect, which I think is. I the, think you're right. Are yeah. there no apologies for non Star Wars fans in this movie? And then what is the most elegant way to begin the movie, even right, if you right. decided to do that? Right. Um, I, I like the not crawl because I think it it made it different. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. One of the uh, Admiral Raddus for sure. I'm starting <laughs> in F yeah Admiral Raddus Tumblr. Uh, he's funny, yes. engaging, had ton of energy, super weird. Like I love his weird, awkward body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> and he's from the Arctic over. regions of Mon Cala. That's right, why, he's, why he's bloated. Yeah. Also, we've decided off air, of course, Ken, that he is uh, he's a bit of a lush, which is part of the reason why he's so gung-ho. I think he enjoys a good brandy. He's a little, like, you Absolutely. know how, how humans get the bulbous red nose? Yes. He has a bulbous blue body <laughs> from just a little bit too much tippling. Uh, we were joking yeah. off air, too, that you can just imagine Adam Rada saying, let's go to Vegas! Like, he's just, <laughs> he, he is, is down. He's down, and that was really, really really fun to see and it gave the movie I think yeah. some energy that it needed um, another good thing for me was the balance of the stormtrooper empire threat mm-hmm. that they felt legitimately scary mm-hmm. we've been told forever that stormtroopers mm-hmm. swarm mm-hmm. and scene after scene our heroes would take out a few then more and more would come right so they did a great balance of making the stormtroopers and the empire threat while still having fun with constantly slaughtering them yeah, right. so like that was that was a really great balance. Mm. Yeah, uh, a lot of stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah, I, I have yeah. endless notes on what I like. Sure. So I'll, it's a, but I, I will wrap it up. Mm. Uh, the I, I will say for for Star Wars tropes, I like the subversion of I've got a bad feeling about this being interrupted. Yes, I actually like that a lot. I've like, heard some people not, but really? I loved it. I thought oh. it was funny. Well, how do you you know we were, were talk? This is goes back to the crawl thing. Like, yeah. how do you make it still feel like it's a Star Wars movie, but be different? Yes. Yeah, and that's one of the things. Like that's always been in a movie, sometimes up to twice in yeah. a film. <laughs> yeah, and it's a great. It made sense for that character to say. It made sense for him to be interrupted. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, this is my controversial one, and, and mm-hmm. we can move on because I could go on forever. Uh, I liked Saw Guerrera. Mm. I've seen certainly people making jokes about how over the top his performance is. That it's very, oh, no. very intense. Um, and, Did you come here to kill? Like, I I mean, it's very, very uh, over the top. I liked how far gone he was. Yes, Because exactly. I think it communicated the damage that everybody in this movie appeared to be very damaged. And, right. and he takes home the gold for being the most damaged. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he was a great... If you, you know, go deep, you know that he was trained in insurgency by Anakin Skywalker, yep. Darth Vader. Uh-huh. Yep. And he was such a, in a mirror of Vader mm. to the point where he literally says, there's not much of me left. Right. right. He needs the creepy breathing apparatus. Mm-hmm. Just like when Vader dies taking his helmet off, when he knows he's going to die, he shows us he's okay with it by pulling off his breathing apparatus oh, yeah, that, to accept moment. his own death. And it's just like, I, I liked in a movie that is about gray areas and comparing what right. what are the Imperials going through, what are the Rebels going through, it was cool to see this weird, very Star Warsy, over the top mirror image of Vader. Mm. I I love Saw too. Uh, even though there's some stuff, some questions, individuals. I'm, I'm scanning. If you hear pages turning, I'm trying to find what is the actual name of uh, their Saw of the weird the mind sucky feeling Port creature. Color. Oh, let's enjoy this time where we don't know the name of it. I love this thing. I know. Yeah, I it's really frustrating. It's, 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 it's a, 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 a pork tanner. A pork tanner. Perhaps because I just... You almost said, Mekalekahai, Mekahai, Mekahai. I don't want to say Mekahai, Mekahai. 
Keep the playhouse alive. Keep the secret word going. Oh, I, I loved his performance. I thought that he he had to be. Uh, he was a charismatic leader. He and like you're saying, uh-huh. he's too far gone. He's a recluse. He is. He's lost it. Right. And so I was really surprised to see Forrest Whitaker take this character to that place, and especially because we saw him in the Clone Wars. So we know that he's kind of like this high energy character. Yeah. Right. But now we see him after he's experienced all of the... He is a, is broken. And and then just his face turned, did you come here? Oh, man, I had yeah. started losing it at that point. I, I it, It's perhaps because I just dove in to saw a little bit in preparation for the movie. Again, I did my homework. And I watched Clone, <laughs> Clone Wars, the, the three, four episodes he's oh, yeah. in when he loses mm-hmm. his sister. And you yeah. see him there. He's young and spry and riding a, a, a flappy bird wings, a space bird. We love making up words for cr- creatures we don't know here. Um and, you know, he loses his sister, the cuss there. And then when he shows up again, he's mentioned in Bloodline, which I want to go back and look at that little segment. But in, in, in The Catalyst, yeah. when he shows up, it's great. But he shows up as kind of this crazy dude there where they're like, mm. oh, that guy's been through, through some stuff. And even I'd love Mon Mothma saying, well, he's caused some problems for yeah. us. Yeah. yeah. This guy has been through a lot, and I loved his ragtag crew. That's one of my favorite parts of the movie is just the characters fighting with him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It's... Uh, you know, I, I, it made me think back. Jetta made me think a little bit back to season three of Battlestar Galactica mm. when oh. the role, you know, the, the quote unquote good guys are the insurgents here and causing these problems. Yeah. And yeah. it made you think um, over the top. Sure. <laughs> Look at the file named Ian McDormand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> talk about, talk about yeah, over the top. Uh, was it kind of crazy? But yeah, I like that, that, that he, Forrest Whitaker just went for it. I, I thought his death was. I wanted a little bit more because mm-hmm. um, it was weird. It was like, just just run, dude. Just run. Just go with him. Just yeah. run. But, you, you know, he's got to go. Uh, I wonder I, if there was some other stuff there. But yeah. I love the moment when he takes the breathing apparatus off. That was a, a spiritual moment for me. I wanted him to survive because a testament to how much I just wanted to see Forrest Whitaker Yeah, I wanted more. to see me him too. more. But I yeah. ended up really liking it because I think the movie does a good job preparing for the death of all the characters it does with that idea of passing the baton and i feel like mm-hmm. when i watched it the second time i really got that he was so messed up he wanted to be happy to see jen but then he's so paranoid he thinks maybe she's there mm-hmm. to cure him and yeah. then when he sees how she reacts to the hope in mm-hmm. uh, galen's message yeah it feels like he's ready to go because it feels like all I've ever mm-hmm. wanted is for someone else to get on board mon mothma and the rest of the cowards at the rebel alliance will mm-hmm. get on board and now I see in Jin's eyes yeah. that she's on board, so I pass the baton and I can go. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know about that scene <laughs> in the trailer uh, where, <laughs> you know, if, if what will they do if they catch you or, you know, yeah. what will they do if they break you? What, what will you, you become? What was that? Yeah, I, I, was that a different yeah. part of it, the story? It could have been key because to me that is a little bit what happened to Saw. You know, he, yeah. he might have been broken a long time ago. He mm. again lost his sister, lost this, lost a lot, lost his body, and so that that was uh, those are lines I kind of wish I'd I had seen play out in context of of a movie. Maybe yeah. hey, yeah. extended edition. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> maybe. I I now love the line. What will you become? Is though it is talking to the film itself. That yeah. first trailer mm. is basically saying. <laughs> Wow, very Once meta. We get all of the rewrites. <laughs> what will you become? What will the reshoots make you? What if the fans break you? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. But yeah, no, I, 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 I 
fully on board with you uh, about Saw overall being in this movie and, and even on a smaller moment-by-moment basis. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I do like everything on Jetta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, so I want to I, I hear about some of the things you like. I'm sure, sure. the other things that I like will, yeah, will, and we'll, will come up as we'll, well over we'll the years. We'll throw it in. We're going to be here a bit, folks. Um, yeah. Um, I, I loved... Um, I love Jetta. I keep saying George Lucas probably watched that and said, that's what I wanted Moss Eisley to feel like. Yeah. Um, and what he tried for in the special editions, and we can make jokes about it, but I, I get what he was trying to do. Mm-hmm. He had a couple of puppets and 10 bucks to make Moss Eisley. <laughs> and um, there's no, to me, there's no doubt in his, my mind that that's part of the reason George loved this movie is, is this movie looked like that lived in world does those, those catchphrases we love to say yeah. as, as media discussion people but it felt real to me that's why I love that scene with the stormtroopers covered in muck because they're clean in the other movies covered in muck sitting there um, it's funny to hear them talk about yeah you hear about the T-15s being uh, replaced and yeah. uh, New Hope's got the T-16 great 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 those are funny things but it felt real when that stormtrooper was just like oh what's going on I thought I thought we picked everyone up oh no I'm dead um, yes. there's that moment um I, I liked uh, I liked all of the characters, but I really like Cassian the most. And I went in this oh. movie wanting to love Jyn Erso and joking about wanting to take Jyn Erso out for a butterscotch milkshake. Um, <laughs> and uh, Jyn's a tremendously important character that is needed in the Star Wars universe. And Felicity Jones did a great job. I still think there were some things on the cutting room floor that would have made me like Jyn more. Um, but Cassian, for me, had some of those layers right from the beginning mm-hmm. when he's killing an informant. And that's something different. And it was like, whoa, I thought the Rebels were the good guys. And I like that kind of stuff. It ties into the themes of, you know, what will you become and, and what will you do and what will you sacrifice? Um, a lot of other things. I'll say this. I loved Tarkin. Okay. Oh, Did hey. the fact that it my technology might even improve and this will look bad in a couple of years? Did it look great? No. Was I aware that it was a digital character? Yep, because I'm aware Peter Cushing died. <laughs> but I also know how mouths yeah. move. <laughs> yeah. How how could you tell this story in this time period and not have Grand Moff Tarkin there? Yeah. He's key to everything in here. And um, this is without even reading Catalyst, but then you read Catalyst and the thing with him and Krennic, it was improved because I think Krennic, uh, we can talk later, had some deficiencies in, in, in this movie as a character. But um, I every time, second, second view, and I liked it more. It was a drawing. The first time I thought they were just going to do the shot. He was going to get the reflection off the mirror or off the window. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. Oh, no, he's in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yep, CGI, a little different. But the character himself, I love Tarkin in this movie. Yeah. The third act battles. Some of them, we'll talk about the, that, the imagery of the ATACT uh, uh, coming through the smoke for the first time. It's one of my, now oh. one of my favorite visions in all of Star Wars. Um, Vader, absolutely. I loved the castle. Is yes. it a little weird yeah. scene? Do yeah. I like the line, be careful not to choke on your own ambitions? Nope, not my favorite line. <laughs> yeah, I got that in my list. We'll yeah. talk about that. But um, I liked all that. Um, but I'll tell you what, I talked about it uh, on uh, Collider, so you can hear that, that go in a little more detail there. But of that final sequence, throwing the guy up and chopping him in half and all that stuff was awesome. Oh, my God, I'm cheering the evil guy in the galaxy. There's that other shot when you kind of get out of it. And you're, they're starting to run with the plans. And there's that shot as the door closed up on the ground and the camera looking up at Vader in the hallway. Yes. Uh, and it's more white because it's actually inside the, the blockade runner maybe or getting closer to it. Most realistic 
shot of that scene and it made it even more terrifying to me because mm-hmm. you just see this low angle of Vader just kind of won't 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 and people are people are dying um that so that sequence absolutely one of my favorites yeah, it, yeah. it's a great point it's not romanticized in the way it's shot it is more from the perspective of the rebels the hallway is mm-hmm. cin- is great cinematography and this darkness and this red blade and it's a video game scene and it's awesome mm-hmm. um yeah. But that scene was that moment was the most realistic of that sequence. What made made me feel terrified for those guys in that hallway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a great sequence. But mm. yeah, so there's a lot of that stuff too. Yeah, the final battle's great. I love the deep cuts. I love that there's Blue Squadron because that's a call to the novel. I love the yeah. mention of the wills that we know Baze and Sherry are the, the guardians yeah. of the wills. I've been waiting for that mm-hmm. since I was a kid when I read that <laughs> in that book. Um, a lot of those things there too, um, and uh, and all the little Easter eggs. I loved. I loved. There wasn't an Easter egg that I was like. Oh, Come on. I love that. I love seeing the ghost four times. I love seeing Chopper in the background, yeah. even though I'm, I'm not a big fan of Chopper the fart butt. He's, he's earned his place. Yeah, I like all that kind of stuff. So there's yeah. a lot of stuff there. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Should we – are we ready to talk about some of the things that yeah. we're not sure about? Because it feels like we're, we're trying to hold the, the dark side back. But we're trying to hold it again. But the, the criticism. Yeah, for the, for the sake of our fans, I think I'm very overcautious about this now because I know a lot of people absolutely love this movie, and I did too. I cried four times. Talk to me about K2SO dying the first time. Oh, K2SO, by the way, which I had been very vocal about. Not some of this comedy in the trailers with him didn't play for me. Um, I didn't like that grenade scene still, but K2SO worked for me 100%. And again, talk about preparing the audience for what's to come. Saw goes first. That makes sense. When K2SO of the group is the first to die, that got me almost more than the other ones. I know. But it set me up for what was to come in a good way. My Mm. favorite joke in the movie is... When uh, Jin shoots the droid that looks just like KTSO, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, and then the, the great follow-up line of like, "Did you know that wasn't me?" Oh, yeah. <laughs> so There's a great human uh, naturally arising out of the situation, yes. not forced. Uh, yeah. A couple of KTSO's jokes were a little forced. Yes, mm-hmm. um, and it would have liked to see some of the humor come from the other characters, but overall, yeah, 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 yeah pass the humor ball around uh, in a better way. But but <laughs> K2SO worked too. Yeah. But anyways, so all that to say, we love some stuff. But now let's dive in because that's what media discussion is about. Yeah. Since we were on Tarkin and the CGI, yeah, I think that's a big discussion point, and Jennifer made an exciting noise of, <laughs> of uncertainty about good old CGI Tarkin. I want to hear from you, Jennifer, about what you. How you felt about it? When I saw him, I thought it was just going to be a quick shot. I'm like, okay, good. They're just mm-hmm. gonna they're just gonna give us a little something. And then when they doubled down and they <laughs> could, he kept, I was so distracted. Mm. I kept staring at his mouth and the waxiness of his face. It was it was a bit jarring. And mm. I thought, why did they do that? I mm. was not happy. And then the second time I watched it. I was able to kind of get lost, and I loved that moment between him and Krennic, where he's like, "Oh yes, I will be taking over now." And I, and yeah. I was like, "They needed that. They needed that scene. Mm-hmm. So they had to have Tarkin." And mm-hmm. I, I understand why they did it, mm-hmm. and I think it looks good. But I think a few years from now, it may not look so great. Yeah. I went through all those emotions too, being surprised that they went there. And I, I, on the positive side, it was like the boldness of yes. like, we're mm-hmm. going there. And then yeah. as I was sitting there, I was like, well, they're, they're carrying the torch. This is the one of the things that makes it Star Wars is Lucas, this is such a Lucas film. Yes. Lucas mm-hmm. always wanted to use these movies to push technology. Mm-hmm. And if it didn't mm-hmm. look perfect two years later, so be it. They pushed mm-hmm. the technology. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And so I like it from that perspective. I agree. I don't think it entirely works. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I barely heard a... I was trying so hard to pay attention to the words. <laughs> yeah. But I was just like uh, assessing like how far into the uncanny valley am I? Is yeah. this okay or not? Yeah. Uh, and ultimately I really liked it because I think it did, it brought out Krennic's story and Krennic's character of fighting for his own legacy. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the Empire still wanting to obscure what they were doing with the Death Star, so they were still kind of playing politics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I ultimately... Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's Vader's big message when he summons. He summons, summons Krennic, Krennic to his home to <laughs> tell him, basically, uh, do a better job, and also, don't worry, we came up with a cover story. We're not telling the galaxy about the Death Star yet. Yeah. Mm. It's like, Darth Vader, the big Darth bad, Vader. basically, was like playing uh, Imperial Press Secretary and saying... <laughs> We got a lie for this. And if you don't like it, I'll choke you. And and don't choke on your own ambitions. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Yeah, let's talk about that scene in general. Let's go into it. I, I overall loved it. Love all the stuff with Vader for the most part. I love that we get to see Mustafar, which yeah. has now been confirmed. Um, oh I love yeah. the castle, a callback to, and that's why the first time I'm watching the movie, I'm just so overcome with nerd things because yeah. like the castle, Darth Vader's castle. Yeah. Guys, did you know we had a castle? It's been planned for so yeah. long. Yeah. McQuarrie drew some pictures of it. And yeah. he chose to put it on Mustafar. <laughs> yeah. yeah that I love beautiful. that. I love the, uh, I guess he has a name now. Some I, I never thought he was Janice. Scrijatus, but I, oh, I thought it was yeah. from the same sect of people. And he has a name. Pablo tweeted it out. It's like Vivahi or something like that. Okay. Vader's assistant, <laughs> as it were, the guy there. Um, liked all that. Um, there's there's a couple things in that scene. Overall, I, I could have done without the choke on your ambition line. Hardy har har. Uh, maybe just choke him and walk away. But because um, uh, of my problems with Krennic, there's some stuff. Like, we're going to get to the trailers and what would it be meant been taken out. I don't want to have a quote reshoot conversation, but I think it's part of it. But there's some stuff. There's that one line with Krennic that it looks like he's talking to Vader. I want to watch it again in the trailers where he's like at Vader, mad, going, "You don't understand the full power yeah. that we have here." Oh, the power is immeasurable. Or power something? is immeasurable. Yeah, it's not yeah. In yeah. There. yeah, and 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 there's a reason t- Tag and Moti and all those guys, um, uh, even Tarkin himself, aren't so sure of Vader in A New Hope, and Vader not sure of them. Don't be so proud of this technological terror. And I want. Wanted, I wanted some of that to come out. Yeah. I wanted Vader to be like, hey, you're effing up. Get your act together. But don't be so proud about this stupid little thing you built. I'm the most powerful thing in the galaxy. Yeah, he's, right. the Death Star is very – I think he says powerful at causing problems. Bro, he, like, he did say that. Yeah. yeah. Th- I mean, here's my thing yeah. is th- my best Star Wars counseling on myself about the sure. don't choke on your aspirations line because <laughs> that was like uh, – uh, It was almost it, Dr. Freeze. It, it was – yeah, it was all, It was Mr. Freeze and Batman and Robin. It was <laughs> Mr. Roger Freeze, Moore sorry. in yeah. 1970s James Bond yes, for yes. sure. It was so 80s. <laughs> My only little bit of Star Wars constant on myself is in all of pop culture, the ultimate dad figure, Darth Vader. Right. That's a dad joke. So <laughs> yeah. maybe I am your father, Luke. No. Don't make me choke okay. on aspirin. Like, uh, yeah. 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 That was that was a weird. But, yeah. but Vader was a little salty throughout that scene. Yeah. In weird ways. But uh, sorry, one of the things about Vader, uh, a long discussion with my friend Jessica about this. I got to give her some credit. It's a lot of her things. Is Vader doesn't talk much in the first movies. Yeah, he doesn't mm-hmm. talk, and he, when he doesn't, when he does talk, he doesn't talk normally. So he's not going, Lando. Are you unhappy with the deal? Because if you are, I'll change the deal that I made with you early. He's just saying a cool, evil line. Short. The comics and the Punchy. books, uh, whether they're expanding universe or not, even now the Vader comic. When it works, some of the best stuff is Vader being Vader that we know, all internal, not really talking, menacing. And there's other stuff, the stuff with Dr. Afra that I didn't take to initially, though I love Afra as a character. I haven't had, started the comic yet with her yet, her solo comic. Um, it's like they're having a normal conversation. And she's like, I used to joke it was Vader's girlfriend. She's like, oh, I'm kind of a fan of you. And he's like, who are you? And, it's, and so that scene was a little weird because Vader's just like, his first lines are, you got... 
James Earl Jones back again. And Rebels, we've heard him, of course. But you got him again, and he's like, director credit. I'm like, oh, that's not menacing. He's going to have to say it because the character is real. Yeah. But so to see it on screen, to see him just kind of talking normally mm. uh, and not menacingly and foreboding and quiet and brooding it was a little weird. Doesn't mean it's a wrong choice by all, but that, that, that jarred me a little bit in the scene where I liked the end where he doesn't speak at all yeah. and just kills. Um, you know, I don't yeah. know if I'm making any sense there. No, but I agree. It, it and I feel weird. like the things I liked about that is like the, these revelations, he has a castle it's on Mustafar. He chose to put it there, or the emperor gave it to him there just to be a dick. I have a present for you. I gave you a castle. You're not going to like where it is. Um, but the idea that he can, that he either needs to or wants to take off all of his armor and just sit mm-hmm. there in a stew of his own damage. <laughs> and then that great shot, one of my favorites, oh, of the great. shadow. And oh, then, yeah, that was beautiful. And then you come in and it is a little business meeting. Yeah. It is like... Here's the press release on what we're talking about, the Death Star. Mm-hmm. You, uh, this is a little bit of a, I called you here for a little bit of a review. Yeah. You're not yeah. doing well. Performance review. Uh, I need you to upsell the mints when people come. To Krennic, the- <laughs> what is it that you say you do here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could you wear a little more flair? Um yeah, so I, I did. It, yeah. it was, there's a little bit of a contrast there. Did you like the Vader, this Vader scene, Jennifer? I had some issues. Mm. I was actually kind of taken out because I was expecting this really dramatic, menacing entrance. And when he comes down, I just noticed, and I, I might be nitpicking, he kind of is like sashaying a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Sashay little. Vader. The suit and you yeah. know, the actor, it, yeah. maybe the way he was moving, it, he's kind of moving his hips in a certain way and I'm like mm, hmm. mm. he just didn't come across as menacing and yeah, aggressive yeah. as I would have liked which we definitely got at the yeah, end but absolutely. initially oh, yeah. I was like this is not what I was expecting and James mm. Earl Jones's voice is a little bit different obviously because he's older, older yeah. Yeah. he's older so it sound, that also was a little bit different I need to go back and watch it though yeah, because I was good. taken out by I, they, they, they captured the v- New Hope Vader outfit so well though that yeah. was cool yes, that's cool stuff. yeah unfortunately you know, James Earl Jones is in his 80s now I do believe right yeah, so yeah. Uh, gonna he's do? just going to sound a little differently and I'm, I'm happy to have him there some people are suggesting well get a, get a voice impersonator no, no if we got, if we got James Earl Jones, Jones. I'm there for it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I want to talk a little bit about Krennic. Uh, yes. Because he's also one of my uh, good but uh, ambiguous things. Like, yeah. I love that we have an Imperial character who is aware of sarcasm as a tool, mm-hmm. as a means of expression, that stuff at the beginning... Yes, where he, he, where he has oh, the look. fake, the fake pity oh. of yeah. I'm so sorry. And yeah. whew, when yeah. he had a little blow, of, like so funny. We've ne- Imperials have always been yeah. regal people like Tarkin with a yes. stick up their ass who wouldn't get a joke if you told it to them. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Krennic's so knowing, like I, he understands everything that's going on, and I wanted just more of that. Mm-hmm. And we, mm-hmm. he gets angry, which is understandable. Mm-hmm. But I wanted him to be in that room, sassing Vader. Yeah. And using that sarcasm that we saw early on, yes. and then learning, you don't sass you Vader. Don't sass Vader. Right. You don't know? sass Vader. Don't. He's sassy. <laughs> <laughs> he will sashay down and yeah. kill you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Krennic was this mixed bag of, to yeah. me, of like, I loved him. He's brand new. We've never seen it. Mm-hmm. His story is cool. His look is cool. And then toward the end, he does just become the sort of the power mad guy where nothing's going his way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I would and have loved more sarcasm. To, uh, watching it with some people who maybe aren't as uh, big into Star Wars and didn't read Catalyst and all that stuff. Krennic is not as strong as a villain. He's a guy always getting um, 
you know, in trouble, messing up. So he's incompetent to them. He's kind of flailing around the galaxy, not knowing what to do. And then he dies at the hands of his own creation, which I thought was poetic and, and beautiful. Uh, yeah. I like that mm-hmm. ending. Having read Catalyst and thinking, oh, this guy's kind of like Hans Landa for Glorious Bastards. He's he's manipulator. He's on yeah. top of it. He's playing games with Tarkin. It came off the, as a little more middle management guy trying to get a promotion, and it didn't happen. And and so Krennic, uh, Mendelssohn did great. The opening scene's my favorite stuff with Krennic. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, look, Lyra's alive. What's a miracle? Yeah. Like, all that stuff. <laughs> so You're so great. right. It's so right. It's my favorite stuff with Krennic. Um, I just wanted a little bit more. It just some, seems like the, his world started spinning out of control right from the get-go, and he never got back on top and so therefore it's not necessarily as a strong villain you know it's the yeah. old you're only as, as strong as the villain you beat in, in storytelling you know and so it was like well yeah he's a, he's a he's almost like a bumbling fool which we know he's not so to me i took that a little bit as that yeah and it goes yeah. back to that the storyline that the, the storyline isn't krennic and Jin opposing each other i mm-hmm. mean it, it uh, the theme almost is because right. of that idea of will he win or, or will she win yeah but it is them having their both their bumbling adventures of getting to the point where mm-hmm. the two forces can actually oppose one another. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, I went back actually and read the one of the scenes between Tarkin and Krennic and Catalyst, mm-hmm. oh, where he's nice. talking about the, the what was it the big the big ball or this big ball that you're in charge of or yeah. whatever and the way he's downplaying the Death Star. And I was seeing kind of their interaction and this manipulation and this power yeah. play it was so smart and they almost seemed like equals. And in the film, like you're saying from the get go, I felt like he just was this guy under everyone's thumb, mm-hmm. and it was it was a little disappointing because I felt like I just wanted to see him as that that mm-hmm. good baddie that, that we were expecting, which they set yeah. out in the very, very beginning of the film yeah. between him and Galen. Yeah. He just, yeah. That and, there, and there was one like, I love that he has the death troopers to do his dirty work. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, I like a lot of that. Um, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. Under the thumb is a good good way to put it. Yeah. We know Tarkin wins, and so I'm satisfied with that. Again, right. I like that moment. It's kind of that, oh, yeah, I'm going to be killed by that thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he was almost, in a weird way, like, happy. Like, look at that beautiful thing I built as it kills me. Yeah. So I like that moment. But yeah, yeah, I just, because um, Vader wasn't supposed to be the big villain, and he wasn't. I think it was executed perfectly with Vader. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I got enough Vader. Tarkin versus Krennic is a great sub-story, and I still think Tarkin comes out good. CJ, or not throw that out. Character-wise, um, Tarkin, I'm satisfied with that. Just, just. I wanted Krennic every time, just like do something, man. Get right. mad. Yeah, go go full Krennic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Krennic, go yeah. full Krennic. Hell, and I like what the Vader it, yeah, talking through it is making me think that he's a little bit in that same place of like he's waiting for the full war mm-hmm. to be because he's also doing quietly killing Jedi, mm-hmm. quietly intimidating people. Right. And when it's war, and the Emperor has gotten rid of the Senate, like nobody's gonna ask me questions about why there's a Force user. Just go out there, lightsaber blazing, and slaughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that yeah. that's a cool place for Vader to yeah. be in too. Um, one other bad thing, yeah. or I, I think kind of a bigger question. Sure, but um, am I interrupting? No, no, no. I'm not interrupting. To, uh, I'm I'm lost in. Uh, <laughs> I'm lost in I want to talk about the rebel scene, uh, the, oh, okay. the meeting scene, which is one of my oh, problems okay. I had on the yeah. second viewing. Yeah, but um, I don't think I need to start with counseling on it yet. But okay. I think <laughs> it's a good discussion because there's some movie questions, just the making of the movie and the telling of the story. And then there's in Star Wars story where I think the scene works a little better. And that is, yeah. of course, Jin shows up. Finally, they're on Yavin 4, and she gives the big rousing speech. And my father did this, and there's a, we, there's a plan there's, that, that will show us how to destroy it. we got to get it. I'm on board for that. And I'm on board for the rebellion and, and different cells going, well, I want war. I don't want war. We, need Ga- we needed Galen to go before the Senate. We needed that 
I get, totally on board for that. That's why I just story wise, I think it should have been them going, all right, we're not sure, but you know what? Let's get the plans. We need the plans. There's a ticking clock. Um, we need a, it's a suicide mission. We need volunteers. No one wants to do it. Oh, Jen well. Yeah. And her team suddenly is there with her. I wanted it to be a choice as a rebellion. Yes. I'm fine with Jen making the choice. Hmm. I'm fine with Jen going, screw it. I'm going to do it on my own. That's cool. Uh, and shows that those, those, they are the plucky rebels, but I wanted a bigger, bigger, I'll say epic, but bigger epic feel to it. If that makes any sense, Yes. because then it runs up against new hope and there's still the ticking clock. Cause now we have the plans. So when, so my biggest on second viewing, when you say, Rebels got their first victory striking from a hidden base, and during that battle, rebel spies stole the plans. It actually meant that a group of rebels snuck off, and everyone else <laughs> went to play catch up to them. Because yeah. thank God for Admiral Raddus. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm being, I'm being, uh, I'm being a little nerdy here, but uh, no, and being nitpicky. But I, I just storytelling wise, there would have been more stakes for me if it was a giant. We as a team now have come together. Your point is very right. Like there's a lot of people in that rebellion. It would have been a great moment if they came together instead of Jen going, let's do it. What's she talking about? <laughs> Sorry, Jen. We're, literally, I think they couple were like, we're going to, we're going to, it's over. The rebellion's over. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And you could counter me because some people have been, well, all right, the rebellion was over, but Jen and her team brought it back. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I can sleep with that. But I just, I wanted a bigger picture feel to the whole rebellion as a whole. Hmm. Are you, so are you coming at it more from, a movie because I, I yes. think just as a as a one movie, a rousing beginning of third act where mm-hmm. all of our heroes come together and say yes we're going to take the rest we're going to go fight together mm-hmm. that would have been I think a better movie moment. Yes, I think I'm okay with it in the story of Star Wars because I like the the story mm-hmm. that these people have been fighting for a long time. <coughs> And we're giving up, and then it does get reignited by this one person. Mm. I, yes, you're you're 100 right. That is how I view it. Because okay. I have argued, I think I'm on screen junkies. I think one of the videos is out where I'm arguing against Andy Signor and Joe Starr. I'm saying exactly what you're saying. I actually won that round because I was like, <laughs> no, the rebellion is made up of a bunch of different cells with different point of views. They're coming together for the first time. So that's why I'm saying I, I don't necessarily need Star Wars counseling on it because in yeah. the Star Wars story, I can get behind it. But as a movie, and seeing it and hearing from people who aren't as engrossed in it as we are, they didn't understand why the big thing of the movie was these guys stole a ship from their own team and what and and why, why. And there was a lot of that stuff. Where as a movie, I would have liked that raise the stakes kind of moment. Absolutely. I can picture kind of a almost like a comedy bit where you want the audience to pump their fist yes. and cheer. And mm-hmm. the movie keeps being like, all right, you're gonna put nope. Yeah. Now it's been uh, are you ready to... No. It's like... <laughs> it does make it very stuttery. In yeah, so it shows yeah. it different. And again, uh, you know, it looks like some of the early trailers show it a little, maybe a little bit more of a mission. You know, there's some plans. We need to get your father. Jin, you know, well, I rebel. I rebel. That's what I... There's some been different, maybe, on the cutting room floor, a different direction. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to... We're going to get into that a yeah. little bit, but I don't want to come at it in that How way did you yet. feel about all that, Jennifer? Did you feel the same stoppy-starty or... Yes, it was a little anticlimactic, and I would have liked that moment to be able to pump my fist and cheer, like, yeah, the, the rebellion. Uh, but we didn't get that. I have problems mm-hmm. with that and also... I mean, we're going to... we got to talk about it. Go that and, and Cassian's crew that he rounds up. Mm-hmm. Where are the women? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Where 
or right, right, right. the women. I counted with his team of people. There were like 20 men and, oh, and right. one creature, pow. Uh, and I'm like, there is no excuse. Yeah. There's no excuse anymore. You watch Game of Thrones. You watch Walking Dead. You can find plenty of female tough mm-hmm. actors right, who right. would be who would fit into that scene. And for me, it took me out of it. It took me out of that of the uh, Rebel mm-hmm, Council mm-hmm. scene. Um, and I just was really disappointed mm. by that. I, I, th- I think it's fair, yeah. You know, yeah. I just felt like, come on, be, you guys have be, done so much. Well, because they seem so aware of it in every in the whole picture of the movie. Yes. Uh, even though I, I agree, you know, hey, you know, maybe Sherrod was a female or something like that. You know, like that, there was that criticism I saw and that that's justified. But they seem to be very aware and then it was very apparent in that one scene. I went, hey, there's Yorn from Game of Thrones. Yeah. And man, 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 man. Yeah. And they had I a know- couple female Pilots and that's not a enough. Couple, yeah, no, yeah. no. I noticed that with the scientists too. Yes. Uh, oh yeah, the, the team of scientists. Yeah, right? that I wanted mm-hmm. that it was all kind of old crusty dudes. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I can see that. So that's that and, to and me. And catalyst, there there weren't. There was female scientists. Yeah, they had yes. line, yeah, yeah, yeah. One right. of the yeah. main yeah. characters yeah. was yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Um, so that to me, that was another thing that made me even like it was like disappointment. Sure. Oh, and then they're not going to. Okay, yeah, another disappointment. Yeah, yeah, you know? no, absolutely. So that yeah. was it, it stood out. It I did, think it's dead. Yeah, it no, stand out. It, 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 I think the one thing that you do get from it is the F yeah Admiral Raddus because he's the one yes. that scene yes. who's like, no, let's fight. I and literally. Then, Pump my fist, yeah. When yeah. he shows up, but yeah, and Pump you, your yes. your take on Radis is is as I would expect the best on that scene itself. Yeah, yeah. Just that he is the one who wants to go fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like, I, I I do like seeing that the the rebels are cowards. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. a lot of them are are being uh, being that, cowards. That's in that why moment. in story I can get behind it. I'm not yeah. fighting right. against it. I just yeah, yeah no, yeah, no, yeah, I know. yeah. Uh, yeah I, I think the yeah, I like that. Uh, Radis has so much energy. One other thought about that scene, I want to get mm-hmm. back to Radis. But um, the, one of the Easter eggs that I really like is that one of the uh, cowardly rebels correctly predicts the plot of Return of the Jedi. I didn't. I missed that Wait, one. What? He says, well, what if this whole thing is just a trap so the fleet will all gather in one place and they can wipe us oh, out? I saw someone tweet that and I did miss that. I missed that. I have to go back and pay yeah, attention. Well, because it's so it's a, your, your, your heart's breaking cartoon Simpsons style while all of the your, your heroes for 40 years yeah. are like, no, it's over. <laughs> and you don't notice. And there's, there, I think there are some fun things in there. Like him is like, well, uh, you're wrong right now, but you're going to be dead right in a few years. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I, I think Radis <laughs> wow. adds that some much needed energy. Yes. Because I think one of my biggest criticisms is that while all of the actors are phenomenal, mm-hmm. the our, our characters could have had a little bit more personality and flair. And I think totally. once you know what's happened happening in the movie, the second time I saw it, I still enjoy it. I think it is a triumph. But my criticism is that Cassian, Jin, Baze, like all of them, uh, Bodhi Rook certainly, could have used just a little bit of a spark of humanity because it tells this dark story of people who are trapped in their dark conditions wrestling with their decisions, which is a great story. But in order to make it that flavorful Star Wars experience, I wanted um, to just know a little bit more about them. Mm. Like, I wanted to know, like, Bodhi wanted to be a cook, Mm. but he was doing this. I wanted to know that maybe Bayes accidentally caused Chirrut to be blinded. Like, just any, like, little details that make him pop. And I think that because we've been through this march of really likable people, 
who mm-hmm. are really bummed out. Yeah. Uh, Raditz just pops because he has so much energy so, in life. Yeah. You, the, the example you gave me off air of Bodhi Rook is a great example. I felt we knew more about that character going into the movie based off interviews with Riz Ahmed saying, oh, he's just he works for the Imperials, but he doesn't. He's it's a job. And yeah. and in the movie, you don't get that sense too much. You get he's a work, a work guy. He doesn't really carry a blaster. All that kind of stuff was uh, was there. But I would have liked uh, I hate to say it. I would have liked it makes me an a-hole critic. But, you know, it, it could have been interesting to say, like you said, I was I want to be in a, a jizz whaling band. <laughs> That's all I want to yeah. do. But I had mm. to take this job with the Imperials. That's why I defected. You got a little bit of that with Baze in the sense that he was a guardian of the will, from what yes. I gather. We know yeah. Sherrett was for sure, but they traveled together. And Sherrett's like, oh, he kind of lost the faith. And, you know, Baze, I like there was a, something in that moment. Uh, yeah, he changes in the four. He becomes the one with the force and chance and everything it does. Yeah. But there was that moment early on, the second viewing, where I was like, oh, I, th- I thought initially I just took it as he was like Sherrod's friend and ah, my friend's kind of crazy. You know, we all have that religious friend or something. And, <laughs> but instead, no, he lost something. He lost some faith. Something happened. Yeah. So there was a little bit to that character um, with a guy that didn't have a lot of dialogue in the movie and an awesome gun, but uh, which amazing I'm gun. playing that version of it on Battlefront. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> Um, so yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, I felt some of the character overall interesting characters. I'm going to own all their figures. I do own most of them. Um, and that's, that's where I'll say with Jen, uh, there was great moments. The stuff was saw, there were better Jin moments for me in the early trailers in this movie. Mm. Um, you all know that I wanted to go in this movie. I, I just loving Jin and I do. And again, it is a very important character to have and it's a great addition. And, and Felicity Jones did a great job. She's great in that action. She's great with that little, uh, uh asp baton, take out stormtroopers, oh, love that stuff. All good. But I sometimes just felt, she would stare blankly at us too too long, and they didn't have, give her more moments. So I wasn't as invested in her, in her in her as I wanted to be. And I have to be honest and say that um, I started to become a little more invested in Cassie. And I thought he had some of those moments of I've lost, I've lost more. Yeah, oh. that that this happened to me when I was six. Cassian crystallized and became a character instead um, of just a rebel. Yes, yes. Um, I see. I really felt like in those moments where Felicity Jones is just looking for me, what I thought was so brilliant was seeing the specificity of of whatever that she was feeling or whatever she was thinking. I felt like I could see her thoughts, and that that is mm-hmm. really tough to do as an actor. I yeah. would have liked to have seen those moments that you're talking about. You know, the I this is a rebellion. Mm-hmm. I, I rebel. I would have liked to see a little bit more of that where she's not so sure about joining yeah. this cause and being kind of a little bit more aggressive. How I feel so. So to try to put a bow on it for me with Jen, it's like I felt like she the the girl little girl stuff was made sense and, mm-hmm. and maybe again having red catalyst you feel for it yeah. a little bit more. Um, she's in she's depressed she's in prison she fights her escapers or her rescuers awesome all right funny little moment um, she's confused what's going on I want to see my dad you kill my dad all right I'll join you like and and. and it, and it, because of her father, talk about the Urso name, I get it from that point of view. Yeah. Where, where was she joining the rebellion or was she just trying to save her father or then clear his name? Um, and, and again, it was it was it's a good character. But there was just there was something a little more spark early, uh, a little more fight, a little more I rebel, mm-hmm. um, a little more like, yeah, I'm a criminal, whatever. Right. Aren't you a rebellion? I'm like, just getting by. Yeah. Just like Django Fett. I'm just getting just by and then galaxy. Just my way. So, there, so the Saw stuff was great. Her tears, her uh, you don't have to look up, got it all. It was there. That I thought was great. Action-wise was great. Um, 
uh, that that's where I'm struggling with it. I'm so interesting and in, in, interested in my third viewing coming up tonight. Mm-hmm. This is this went from yay to okay questions. Oh, I got I have to see it again. To me, going this is like I, I Joseph and I got to take some notes here tonight yeah. and see where we really come down on some of the, the the issues that might be. I might come out of loving it more again or having yeah. more questions. I don't know. I'm actually excited and I want to focus on Jin this time around and see maybe maybe I missed something in the arc. Yeah, maybe I I, I don't know. Yeah, I think she changes a little bit uh, with Cassian's speech about some people can choose to avoid this, right? And because of the life you've had, you can choose to avoid it. Clearly, the Empire came and killed his family when he was six. Yes. And he's just sort of like, and I chose not to ignore that. Right. And you chose to dodge around it a little bit. And I feel like maybe then it could maybe be communicated in the film better. But it goes from I have this personal baggage that I want to uh, fulfill my father's legacy. And but then I feel like her eyes are open to, yes, this is a bigger struggle. It's bigger than me. Mm-hmm. And maybe it could have been communicated better. Yeah, it might have just been, in, again, in the execution of the editing and everything. Uh, um, I'm trying to say it as carefully as I can that how much I did love this Absolutely. needed character, but I, I had some problems with it um, overall. Um, yeah, but overall, the characters, again, overall, yeah, there was I some think, little... Yeah, my, my maybe biggest wish is that there would have been a, uh, you know, on television there's a bottle episodes where your yep. characters get trapped, so they you have to see who they are. Right. That's who they are when they're alone. I would have loved a bottle scene where our characters were trapped or just eating dinner and you saw you know all of their little bits of uniqueness and humanity and how they related to you and it would have made it even more powerful the actors were phenomenal mm-hmm. i just feel like they could each use like three or four lines to have just a little bit more humanity yeah because that's my thing with like an ensemble piece is that's difficult to get to get that. But I see what you're saying. Just in, in one little scene, we could see so much by the way that he's eating his food or by the way that, you know, the looks or something could yeah. give it some more depth. Uh, I mean, yeah. What, what is what is Bodhi most afraid of? Bodhi hates heights. Like just any of those little right. things that make it mm-hmm. human. Interesting. I mean, Force Awakens had better characters um, because, again, we're going to have to. Need better characters. We got three movies with them. One movie here, I think. So I, th- I think it was a little, little bit was sacrificed for the characters to get this one movie, this thirty dozen in and out, and and mm-hmm. to, to to a little bit of a detriment. Yeah. Um, I know some people are saying, "Hey, cut out, cut out that scene with Vader in the castle and spend more time with Sherry." No, no, what? keep keep the same with the scene in the castle. It's sometimes literally just a line of dialogue or a movement, food. You know, we know a lot about Brad Pitt, Ocean's Eleven, because he eats all the time. Oh, that's right. Little tiny things like yeah, that that could have been done. Or Ray um, with the bread. Which, Ray, Ray which she puts on the one of my oh favorite my scenes. I love that one of my favorite scenes. I is rewatched The New Hope last night, and mm. I, it struck me how much that you don't technically need the scene where Luke stares at the twin sons. Mm-mm. To me, mm-hmm. those 30 seconds are Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. And they could have easily ended up on the cutting room floor. And I would yeah. just love a few more moments of people looking at the twin sons. Yeah. <laughs> people staring off. Um, you know, so for me, like, uh, when uh, Edu is a great sequence in terms of, like, cool, Sherrit's um, bow and arrow weapon. What's it called? I'm trying to look at Sherrit's. Uh, oh, yeah. His, it's yeah. a form of a bow caster, native to Jeddah, so, is what I'm reading. Thank you, Pablo bow. Hidalgo. Um, light bow. Okay, that makes nice. sense. A light bow. His light bow. Takes out a TIE fighter. Yeah, that was so cool. And then it kind of kills Stormtroopers. <laughs> it was some weird first shot. Boom, boom, he took out that TIE fighter from the sky. Ow, I fell. When he, It was a weird bounce of his weapon. There's little things like that. But Edu, I'm getting off track. Edu 
I was was definitely needed story wise, but I I felt it was it me the second viewing me ended for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It and yeah, Galen dies, and you get some good moments with Jin and, and the last moment there, and maybe her her motivating factor to really going forward into this. You get a great moment with Cassian deciding not to kill him. Yeah, uh, and and when early on he did kill someone with with little to no thought, mm-hmm. just because it was something he had to do. Yeah, I get the growth points there, and there's some cool action sequences. Those Tie Flyer uh, Tie Fighters X wings flying around on that planet. I love the U wing, by the way. I'm yeah. a big fan yeah. of the yeah. U wing. Is amazing. Uh, Tie Striker cool. is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the, that scene just I, I wonder what you could have maybe done a little bit more on that planet you had them in the trapped in the u-wing you could have done a little more to give us mm. a little bit more of the characters I yeah thought. i think so yeah here's a flash of character that this is me reading into it a little bit but those personality moments i liked how much Jin hates stormtroopers legs in particular <laughs> that great scene where she blasts the stormtrooper down yeah. low yeah. Yeah. on Jeddah yeah. and then she I think she grabs him more by the waist but it still feels like a leg based attack on Edu <laughs> when she pulls the stormtrooper down oh that's a great right. moment and th- yeah, those yeah. are those moments like I just wanted a few more of those where just like uh, it's just a flavorful moment because you know mm-hmm. as Star Wars fans we watch the movies again and again and you want those moments that like they're mm-hmm. not necessarily plot they're just flavor mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. right that's a great a lot point. of that there too uh, uh, one little one little negative Mm-hmm. Bistain, we didn't get a. Okay. I wanted, okay. I wanted a little more with Bistain. He screams. He takes an he, act out at the knee. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but we barely even saw his face. <laughs> and he was just kind of like a little bit of a monkey squeal. I've, I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for Jennifer's reaction to the so, Bistain explosion. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was in the meeting. They shot. Yeah. They showed, showed a little shot of him, and I was like, yeah, there yeah, he is. There's yeah. my guy. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I really like Pow. He was great. Pow's great. In, in the battle and him screaming yeah. and when he saw the you know, ATACT. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was like, that's me. <laughs> I identify with him. Uh, but but Bistain. And that was the thing with, with Moroff, too. I'm oh, like, yeah. You didn't get a lot of Moroff. Yeah. I, I kind of missed that. And this is my little nitpicky thing was I kind of missed the interaction. Well, I think, you know, obviously mm. Admiral Raddus, we got a great character there. But I kind of missed that little interaction with these creatures where mm-hmm. they speak in their native tongue. Yeah. You no know, subtitles, but just maybe these characters conversing with them. Yeah, yeah. I kind of would have liked that a yeah. little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, yes, my beast on. Beast on. What a, what a disappointment. <laughs> I was, so, oh, I was oh, really disappointed. I knew, you guys. I knew, I knew you were going to be a little bit. You don't get that that moment where he cheers to the camera that we got in those behind the scenes featurettes. And I understand why yeah. they did it. You know, they have to fit the tone and the style of the film, and it might have mm-hmm. taken us away from that. But. I yeah. think Bistan lives. I think he Ow. got out. I think he got out of that Ewing. Yeah, the oh. Ewing just crashed. You know, the Ewing just crashed. Yeah, I think he got out of that, that Ewing, and I think he went for a swim. Yeah, I think <sighs> Space Monkey in the water. Space Monkey in the water. <laughs> He's uh, gone beach forever. Stuff there. No, no, no. He'll be back. I think. Uh, any other big moments, or should we talk to some uh, characters? Yeah, let's let's yeah. talk about the yeah because yeah, there were so many Easter eggs, and I think that was one of like a lot of good the fun, yeah. funny things. Um, do you, do you want to start, Ken? Yeah, just some of my, again, I talked about my, some of my favorite ones. The, the Blue Squadron one is just a call to the novelization of A New Hope, uh, where the original script of Star Wars had had uh, Luke was Blue 5, and the Blue Squadron nice. was there. And then they were, uh, you know, became Red 5, and we don't really hear much from, from Blue Squadron. Uh, I assume most of them got wiped out in this battle, and that's why, you know, there was never anything that was like, Oh, Blue Squadron was missing. It just is a fun little nod. I like that. I like uh, General Herrick, I believe his name, who was the leader of the Blue Squadron. Nice. Mm-hmm. Who pays the ultimate price. Yes. Like that. I, uh, in the screening I saw for the first time, the first time Red and Gold Leader show up, uh, what I believe Red Leader shows up first, I, I can't remember, but um, I went like this. 
and no one else was clapping. And really? I had to, I had to like go. And um, uh, I've had some people yeah. argue with me that that was cheesy. And I'm like, what? you're absolutely wrong. No. They would have been there. Yeah. They would have been part of that. They launched from the same base. It's dumb that they wouldn't be Wouldn't there. be. Yeah. Uh, it was not jarring. Uh, you, you have protocol when you fight. And so Gold Leader would have absolutely said again, set up for your attack run. Because yeah. that's part of what he was, his training would have told him. So to me, it wasn't just recycled footage. It was it played perfectly. I love me some Y-Wings, and the Y-Wings got some heavy action in this movie. Heavy action. Oh, yeah. A lot of bombing. I thought of you. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of bombing. The, is the Y-Wing pump <laughs> drop? Um, Ken will be okay. Uh, love the uh, love Red 5. Talk about. I don't want to go through it all. Uh, no. The other one I really liked um, is the, the Hammerhead Corvette, which mm-hmm. is a call to Rebels. Mm-hmm. Leia, Leia has the Corvettes. Uh, brings them on Lothal. It's a deep cut, I believe. Someone really look it up and fact check me. It is a deep cut to like a 1993 Star Wars role playing game. Yeah, the Hammerhead Corvette type thing. Um, yeah, I know. I saw some people being excited that it was yeah. from the expanded universe. Yeah, originally, then rolled into Rebels. Yeah, then- um, I like that sequence a lot. And the two Star Destroyers crashing together and being forced together was was that 1983. Kenny's on the playground. Yeah, wouldn't it be cool if Star Destroyers crashed into each other? And I will say, I sounded like a mobster when I was saying. Give me some milk, ma. Uh, give me some blue milk. Uh, the not not to sidetrack us. I feel like the space battles and indeed all of the action yeah. was really well shot to make logical sense. Yeah, this was not just people pointing blasters and lasers flying. Correct. And this was not just ships blowing up. I love that Radis had a clear idea, mm-hmm. so we could see why he was clever, mm-hmm. and it worked. And they did that throughout the action. I think people who like war movies, it's part of the reason they mm-hmm. absolutely love Rogue One, is mm-hmm. that you could see the logic of everything. It, it mm-hmm. was the Jedi's... Jedi, to me, so to this point, has been the standard bear in overall fight, that space fight, yeah. the lightsaber fight, Endor. Love the Haas sequence, of course. Um, so, And I'm one of those guys. Yeah, we can get all into the Force, and, and I could talk with you and John Roca about the ways of the Force. <laughs> Give me some fighting. That's yeah. why I think I'm one of the last people playing Battlefront. I just like to run around shooting and fighting. It goes to, you know, when I was a kid, I guess. And so not only was that just a great fight, some of the great imagery, that, that walker coming out of the smoke. Oh, is up there with me for the uh, the, the rebel officer looking through the, his, his binoculars and seeing the Adat's foot on Hoth. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, the fights, and it all does make sense. It was, to me, like the Return of the King battle, the main battle for Minas yeah. where it goes in phases, and just when you think it's getting better, it gets worse, um, and heroic actions and craziness going around. But it, you're absolutely right, Joseph. It made sense along the way. I was never confused in the battle. Yeah. So Even when things were changing mm, on the fly. Visually, it made sense. Strategically, so we can say our characters did something smart. Right. It made sense, and I was delighted by that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jennifer, did you have favorite Easter eggs or things that popped up? Um, I'm trying to think of the, uh, besides what we kind of already have touched on. Um, I can't think of anything at the moment. But just, yeah, just, I thought that they did it really well. They incorporated it really well. And yes, some it kind of at times might have felt a little bit of a wink, as you're saying. But I liked that. Yeah. It really felt like, you know, my needs were met okay. as a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I loved, yeah, the the, um, the Red 5, seeing Red 5 and yeah. seeing him go down. Did you um, know the second that they said Red 5? Of course he's going to die. Yeah. He's here oh, to yeah. die. Oh, yeah. 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 I was like, yeah. oh, my God. I, 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 I clapped as well. <laughs> yeah. Poor, poor oh, man dies. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, spot open on the team. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, I haven't. Exciting. I know I, I heard Wedge's voice is 
is heard in it. Yeah, I have to check on that. I didn't hear that. Um, that. I'm okay that. uh, Yeah, if you had thrown in me, thrown in Bigs and Porkins, that would have been cool. But I didn't need it over. That would have been over the top. That's over the top. Yeah, maybe they're they're pinch hitters for the people who died Died. here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, Mm -hmm. like that. I like again, like seeing the ghost. I think I saw it four times, three times in space, one time parked. Yes. Um, I like hearing General Sandula, paging General (gasps) Sandula. Yeah, Yeah, I I missed that one audibly, so I'm going to listen for it uh, when we go tonight. Mr. Herman, you have a call on the front desk. <laughs> Did you, Jennifer, like 3PO and R2 and their appearance? Oh, I loved that. Yeah. I loved that. I was fine with it. Yeah. You're, it was cute. It was cute. It was cute. Yeah. It was fun. It made sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little bit of triangulation to figure out when Captain Antilles was sent to prepare for his mission by yes. Bale. But yes. then he had to swing back for 3PO and R2. <laughs> we forgot the droids. <laughs> um yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. There's a little bit of a, but it's you know, but that's fun. To time flies. Apart. It was uh, fun. Yeah, I like and I think it's, I think it's great to have three PO and R two in there because that would have been a big statement to violate George's idea that it's their story, mm-hmm. which is increasingly yeah. not a thing. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. But that would this would have been the first film where they just weren't there at all. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So I think that was great. <laughs> no, that they were there. it works, and I like hearing an old character saying a new planet, Scarif. You know, I, I, I like that. <laughs> yeah. A lot. yeah, I'm fine with that kind yeah, of stuff. That was great. Um, and uh, and to me, you know, one of the biggest, uh, it's not an Easter egg, it's so big, but I, I part of the f- fun, but the end with Vader and he's killing and, and just, and just the, the, you're seeing the blockade runner, you're seeing the Tana 4, you're seeing until, Captain Antilles saying, check the escape pods and everything. I'm yeah. fine with all that. I'm, again, it's not, that's not too cute to me. That's what the captain of the ship would say is they're about to launch in a panic. Yeah. Mm. And I liked all that there, and it, which leads, of course, to the biggest Easter egg at the end. <gasps> yeah. It's not so much of an Easter egg because we all yeah. saw it cracked yeah. open and scrambled and served on our plate. Yeah. Let me, I want to throw out two little Easter eggs yes. and then we'll get to the, the, big, the big one is our, our Easter egg coup de gras. Uh, I loved the dude in uh, uh, who was with Anjeta with Sagrera watching a hologram dance because that is a clear callback to the holiday special. Oh, yeah, I thought the same thing. Yeah, I thought the same yes. thing. Yes. Yes. He's like yes. way too ward uber nerds. Like yeah. it's not just Chewbacca's father who watches <laughs> uh-huh. sexy Twilight human dance. ladies dance yes. and gets excited. Right. Uh, and also the other kind of Easter egg I liked, but I think was more just sort of like um, patching of an old Star Wars joke was I liked how much Lyra's outfit kind of looked a little Jedi robes, yeah. but more just like what farmers wear, mm-hmm. like Owen and Brew. And I felt like just visually that was a little bit mm-hmm. of a nice to tie that together. That yeah. Jedi robes and farmer robes just happened to look kind of similar. Kind of similar. Yeah. Deal with it. And yeah. actually, in the visual dictionary, they talk about her outfit and that red sash that she's wearing supposedly mm-hmm. is part of like the and the enlightened. It's an enlightened. Oh, really? oh right. Sash. Nice, right. nice, nice. So I thought that was really cool. I can't mm-hmm. find it now. Mm-hmm. Um, but so um, that pretty scene pictures. with the child, I lost it. Oh, the um, stuff with Jetta is oh, so Jedha good. Is so good. Incredible. I could yeah. talk about Jetta for a the while. The action scenes on Jetta are amazing. Yeah. But let's get back. To the scrambled egg. Let's get scrambled eggs. Um, yeah, so we had thought we had heard rumors this might be happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I think two years ago when we first heard about this movie, we've all Star Wars fans at some point. This movie should end with the plans being handed to Leia. And then people, me include, first people corrected me, and then I corrected other people. Well, the plans um, actually were transmitted aboard. Well, then I finally said, well, you could put them to a CD-ROM and use your Windows 98 computer to get the plans. <laughs> um, so all that happens. Syncs up. The last scene. It's great. And Tilly's gets the plans. Hands him to Princess Leia. Barely making it away from a murderous <laughs> From her murderous, murderous father. Um, so, 
I cannot deny when it first happened and that door opened and she's standing there, I started to cry. So yeah. the moment works for me, though the CGI doesn't. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's where I landed too. It was this great emotional. I was so thrilled with Vader. Mm-hmm. There was the the showing I saw it was at the dome in Hollywood, and mm-hmm. people were clapping and cheering. Yep. When Vader ignited his lightsaber, a a woman behind me, who I want to guess is maybe in her fifties or sixties. Started yelling, shit, 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 shit. <laughs> no. So we don't normally swear on the podcast too much, but I, it, I oh had to gosh. share that. It was such a powerful moment. <laughs> wow. And I was like, me too, lady, me too. Whoever that has, even it was just like actual terror. Like it had worked on her. Like, wow. they're all going to die. They're all going to die. They're all going to die. Vader, Vader, Vader. Uh, so to go from like that sort of uh, excitement and terror in the audience just erupted. Like I mm-hmm. think I saw tears in the air Yeah, with, um, uh, with Leia's appearance. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Matt Key of Marvel Movie News was uh, over at the showing last night. He texted me and, and his wife, Brittany, theater standing applause eruption type of reaction to Leia. Yeah. So that tells me it works overall. To have, it, have that moment, it works. But even, I think, two weeks from now, the technology on her face is not going to stand up. I actually uh, didn't mind that one okay, as much okay. as Tarkin. Oh, as Tarkin. Wow. Yeah. We're reversed then. Tarkin, I'm like, I'm cool. Leia's really? like, ooh, I don't know. No, I didn't mind it because it was just, it was a very little amount. And for me, that whole, I mean, I was gutted mm-hmm. when Cassian and Jin die. I was like, no, they the did deep, not. The deep impact ending, is, is it worked for me. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I was, was so beautiful. devastated. I was getting, well, I was welling up from that. Then I started welling up even more seeing Vader in that. Uh-huh, <laughs> I was uh-huh. like, oh, my gosh. This is what we've been waiting for. Well, you have a Vader sweater on, so I that do. doesn't surprise me. I do. And so then it was this weird excitement, but still tears in my eyes. And then when we get to that and she says, you know, the, what's, mm-hmm. what's the exact line? What is it they've sent us? Hope. Hope. Lost it. Yeah. Lost it. Yeah. I, I just, oh, my, I thought it was brilliant. And I liked, I thought the CGI Worked. Okay. Yeah, it did I, not just. I'm going to see it tonight in 3D, so we'll see. Ooh, Have you seen it 3D? Yet? I, the first time I saw it in 3D, 3D. Okay. and I feel like the CGI is is shakier in 3D. Yeah, okay, in that's, general, my fear. Usually, that's my Usually, um, yeah, I feel like it was a little bit. Uh, I feel like on. I'll go negative then positive. I feel like on the negative side, I, I wonder if it would have been just as powerful because just seeing her back that mm-hmm. was so iconic. Yes. I wonder if a, a close up to the plans as he said that line mm-hmm. and then just a turn of her head so you just saw a little bit of the buns, hope mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. would have been just as effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I understand the power of we're literally coming around to the front. Yeah. Uh, so it's a, a and then we still see the Tanta 4 take off. So it's still kind of a shot. From, I wonder if it might have been more powerful without seeing her face. I thought it was breathtaking. Okay. I mean, and, 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 and it's two sides of the coin. I think I'm in the middle. Yeah, I, I kind of I kind of would have, I think I would have been happy with just a half image or, or a glimpse yeah. or even the mm. door opens. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I applaud them for taking that risk, taking it with Tarkin yep. and taking it here. I think um, it's worked audience-wise every time I've seen it and everyone I've heard. There's been those reactions. Yeah. Because the movie builds up to that moment. Oh, and it's crazy. Yeah. Crazy, 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 crazy. The crazy. plans. Hope. I think that's what's so powerful about it is because the movie, what I think the movie does really well is that pass the baton idea, starting with Saw Gerrera's death. Mm-hmm. And then we march through these well-executed deaths of mm-hmm. our heroes. Yep. That it's all, they're, and they're all okay with it because they all believe that they just contributed yeah. a little bit. And then to literally physically see that process mm-hmm. with... Vader's march of death as they mm. barely make it Pass through. I think it is probably the most successful like film ending of a film I've seen in a long time mm-hmm. where it literalizes one of the main ideas to an object 
Right. That lands in the hands of one of the, you know, most beloved characters ever. Yeah. Mm. And I think all of those moments work because there's a perfect balance like Star Wars mm. of light and dark. Yeah. The characters are all dying, but they're all utterly content with it. Mm-hmm. The film thematically is dark throughout. It's literally dark in the first two acts. Mm-hmm. And then in the darkest, it's in the brightest place. Yeah. Right. And it keeps having these like levels of balance that makes mm-hmm. what should be a CGI of a person 40 years ago mm-hmm. blatantly saying the theme of the movie as right. the last right. word of the film should be like, boo, screw you. <laughs> yeah. But that perfect epic balance of mm-hmm. light and dark makes it pop. It, it, yeah, the, the movie earns that moment for me, that, that third act, or what we call the third act, but it's just that big old fight. It yeah. earns it on yeah. so many levels. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, uh, we Should we discuss a little bit of, uh, we're, I, this is obviously going to be a super episode, but we do want to not keep you all out there waiting, but yeah. some trailer changes and how it affected. I do want to talk a little bit of those reshoots, not spend too much time on it, because it sounds like you're one of those uh, Investigative journalists trying to <laughs> dig on him. Yeah, uh, reshoots aren't anything different. They aren't anything new. But clearly, there there now is apparent just on the first two, the third trailer as well. But the first two, this isn't. Um, oh, that scene wasn't in the movie. This mm-hmm. is that arc wasn't in the movie, or that moment that it it, it it's definitely standing out. Yeah. A lot of those things. Like, all right, it's interesting. I heard you know we've talked the, the Tie Fighter showing up for Jin wasn't oh, yeah. necessarily a reshoot. It was just a cut understand yeah. that's mm-hmm. going to happen the stormtroopers walking through the water that iconic shot we saw in yeah. a lot of stuff not really used in the movie get it different versions different cuts totally understand that stuff but again mon mothman jen seemed to have a different conversation entirely yeah. different conversation right. saw guerrero was clearly in an emotionally different place mm-hmm. possibly a physically different place mm-hmm. I, mean, I think this is unprecedented in the level of that the trailer showed us a different film with totally different ideas and different mm-hmm. themes. Mm-hmm. And I mean, fine that they cut the, the stormtroopers on the beach. It happens. Sure. I think I saw an interview with Gareth Edwards where he was talking about, well, the lighting didn't match and I was afraid, right. but it is also the backbone of all of the marketing I yeah. have on the table. The ad for that. El Capitan <laughs> theater sends me and the majority of images yeah. are not in the film. Yeah. So I think it's kind of unprecedented and it goes from real film buffs being investigative reporters about reshoots mm-hmm. into it affects how you see a film. Yeah. yeah. When an entirely, not entirely, yeah. when a, a different film has been advertised and you're dealing with that sort of, uh, mm-hmm. the, those mysteries as you're watching. Because yeah. what it is, it isn't just because, hey, where is that TIE fighter moment? Oh, it was cut. We figured we kind of already, it took the, because I guess an X-Wing was supposed to come in and take out that TIE fighter. Okay. Um, uh, and all right, the Walker moment is better for that. Yeah. Um, but when you're like, wait a minute, why aren't Jin, Cassian, and K2SO running around the base? Why aren't they on the beach with the plans? Yeah. I saw an entire sequence of that. I saw Jin running out to the walkers, and she had the plans, and none of that's happening. It makes me just, makes me go, what did they change? Saw yeah. Krennic on the beach. Saw Krennic. Yeah, saw Krennic walking over yes. what looked like the destruction at the end of it all. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. So... I get Lucasfilm higher up. Some people are going to be like, what reshoots? Yeah, reshoots are normal. We uh, had to get a close-up of Vader. There clearly was some kind of change at times. Uh, uh, this is a somewhat of a, a negative for me, but the first act, two acts are a different movie than that third act. Not just because it was a big battle, just it seemed like a tonal switch. It just seemed, seemed like something's there. Yeah. Chris Taylor, write this book. <laughs> yeah, please. Do the investigative journalism and find out. Uh, Bob Eager, Iger? Which Iger, way? yeah. Iger, uh, just straight up said on the red carpet mm-hmm. live stream, 
when they were asked about, he was asked about reshoots, and he's like, oh, it's tone. Just get yeah. some comedy in there. So mm-hmm. I mean, he just straight up said yeah. it. So, so you can imagine that I mean, a lot of the funny lines, uh, if you watch closely, could be dubbed. Yeah. Uh, cheered Emway's great line about, you don't need to put the hood on oh, it blind. Yeah. yeah. Could that, be dubbed. That could be dubbed. Some of uh, KTSOs could just be dubbed. Yeah. Very true. But that third act is clearly massively reworked. Yes. And is it... Yeah, yes. is it, what is it to address? Yeah, yeah. I'm curious because uh, I've heard some things, but and I won't go into them. But yeah, I like where we end up, though. Mm-hmm. Yes. I will say that I, if if that's what they did and that's what they spent the money on, I liked what mm-hmm. we got. Mm-hmm. I think if this was one of the changes, I think having all of our new characters be one and done—that was their story. Mm-hmm. I think that is powerful and important for selling the idea of we can do standalone movies, mm-hmm. right? Right. This really said there won't be a sequel. <laughs> no, <laughs> no there is that. only Bistan in my mind is alive. <laughs> yeah, right. and it's all it's just shut yeah. down. You know, my right. prediction of Jin surviving. Clearly, I uh, I'm, I'm a bad prognosticator. No, I was Me right too. with you. I believed Me you. I, I thought that was, uh, and I I liked that choice. Yeah. yeah, I liked it. I liked it. But she did in her contract. There is a sequel. Clause or yes. whatever, which I'm thinking she's going to appear maybe in the Han Solo movie or uh-huh. elsewhere. Oh, uh-huh. that's a really good call since she's clearly a bit of a, a scoundrel. I yeah. was going to say rogue. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> and we'll, no, totally. We'll, uh, we'll see how that plays out, but I, I actually, at this point, like that idea in some way. Yeah. In some I way. Think, yeah. Um, that's good. So, obviously, with this movie out and about, it's in the new era of Star Wars. Uh, what I've heard a lot about this week is, uh, do you rank, it, uh, you rank it better than Force Awakens? You like it better than Force Awakens? Natural to compare these two movies. Yeah. To me, uh, they're almost entirely different because that's they the appeal. Are. It's saga film versus standalone film. Yeah. Um, I'll say this. I think action better in Rogue One. Characters way better. And the story m- more epic in, in Force Awakens, as it should be. Yeah. I wish all my Star Wars movies from this point on looked like Rogue One, if that mm. makes sense. I think I've talked before about Force Awakens having a sheen to it. Once you leave Jakku, it seems really pretty and clean. Yeah. Um, and not a negative, just it looks that way. That final fight, Starkiller Base, which the movie wasn't about that. It was about Rey and Kylo and all that stuff. Uh, wasn't as realistic. Again, that's why they did Rogue One, to change it up. So I liked Rogue One, how it looked and feel, felt and the pacing of it and the action. And just as a, as a little Star Wars nerd in the playground, I got some amazing things in that movie that I didn't feel I got in Force Awakens. But the characters are better in Force Awakens because they have to be. So that's where I kind of stand. Um, I, I, it's slightly apples to oranges for me. Yeah. I yes. don't know where you guys come down on that. Jennifer? Yeah, definitely. I feel like you can't, you can't compare the two. I really feel like this was just a small little story. You know, telling telling this one story about these rebels, and it's just it's just meant to almost be like a short story within mm-hmm. this greater galaxy. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I thought that they did a phenomenal job. I love how they pushed the envelope. I love how they got me to question what I really wanted. Mm-hmm. I loved that, and I love that they pushed technology technology like yeah. George Lucas would. I can yeah. understand why he enjoyed this film, and I mm-hmm. think that they did a pretty brilliant job. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love the Force Awakens and. And, and I love this movie too, but for different mm. reasons. Yeah. And I would go back with this movie, and there's certain mom- certain scenes that I want to watch. Yeah. yeah. Um, for sure, over yeah. and over again. Absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree with the apples and oranges thing. I understand why people are comparing them because it's yeah. a natural thing to do. They're the two new Star Wars movies, but I think their responsibilities are so different. Mm-hmm. I I hope that we don't tip into as Star Wars fans a, a 
world where uh, just like we have become prequelists, that we have to become Force Awakens this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Because I there's al- I get almost overly emotional about defending Force Awakens mm-hmm. because what I see it as two incredibly different goals, like you said really well, Ken. Mm-hmm. Apples in oranges. Uh, but oh, I, I didn't make that phrase up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, my head canon Vistan lives, and you made that up. Uh, the The Force Awakens had such a huge responsibility. It did. Yes. The Force Awakens had to plan this epic return, mm-hmm. and Rogue One had to ha- put, do a, be a cool party. Yeah, um, and that is not at all an insult. It was a no. different challenge to Rogue One, but I feel like Force Awakens had all this responsibility. And yes, you didn't get as much action. The story is more convoluted in The Force Awakens because they're trying to serve new characters, mm-hmm. old characters, promise you that it's going to be different, but still enough of the same. And Rogue One is th- what a standalone movie should be. It's like, we get to tell a pretty simple story mm-hmm. and we get to spend a lot of time on action because we don't have all these responsibilities. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I spent a lot of time doing uh, theater and sketch comedy and I feel like Disliking Force Awakens is like when people are mean to the tech. Like <laughs> the, the things have to happen to make this go, and there's like a responsibility. It's on Force Awakens is like this straight person in a comedy routine yep. of like, right. sure, maybe it's not as mm-hmm. exciting, but it has all these responsibilities and it carried them out so well. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rogue One is the character who gets to pop in for a second go crazy for 30 seconds because they have no other responsibilities and then leave and everybody else can pay the bill and clean up after Rogue One because it's just there to party and it does a great job of it. It's it's in stand-up comedy. There's a position in stand-up comedy called the bullet and that is the person who goes up first and goes not just the host, but comes up as the first comic performing. The crowd's not warmed up. The crowd's not settled. You have to go through and kind of set the tone for the comedy show. Yeah. The next guy up has your energy, has the energy you just gave the crowd, and he's going to go be funny. And the bullet was always something that I always get stuck with early on, but it teaches <laughs> you a lot. And I think Force Awakens was first through the curtain. It is first through yeah. the gate. It is the one that uh, p- is putting this renaissance on its back, and that's why I think Force Awakens will always be and should be considered uh, great at what it had to do. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Agreed. Um, but – Rogue One is out. Standalones are here. We're going to have a lot of Star Wars stuff coming. And what does this movie mean for the future of it? Joseph, you you have an angle on this. Yeah, I do. I is That was one of my main reactions walking out is if Lucasfilm released tomorrow, like, actually, 2020, it's going to be Boba Fett, but it's a horror movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like now the whole world, instead of making fun of that, go mm-hmm. like, sure, yeah, you mm-hmm. made a war movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You killed all the main characters. Uh, yeah, we're, this, this is not the mouse house as we yeah. know it and used to mock it. I think the huge triumph of Rogue One is that there can be Star Wars genre films. Yeah, absolutely. Right. right, absolutely. Jennifer, It's you? very exciting. Very exciting to see what they were able to do and how well they did it. Um, I just, I'm excited to see what's going to happen in terms of the genres that we're going to get. I think that they really took a lot of risks, and in my opinion, they paid off. Mm. So we will get that. Maybe we will get that Netflix series or mm-hmm. th- those horror films or whatever. And I, I feel like they're almost, uh, Lucasfilm and Disney are empowered mm-hmm. seeing the reactions of fans and how excited we are. So yeah. I'm optimistic. 
I'm definitely optimistic coming out of it because, you know, I raced home. The first thing I did was put in new hope and it, mm. and it worked. And, and the hardest thing I always say is those expectations. And for 30 years or so, I've, I, along with everyone, have said, well, the Rebels stole the plans. I bet I know how. And this movie answers that question. And that leads immediately to possibilities of being disappointed because it wasn't your answer. And this one, I accept it. Even with any little problems, as a Star Wars, Star Wars nerd who climbs in that bubble, loves new canon, loves timelines, loves having questions answered yeah. about why did Luke have Red 5? Now I know. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. That's where this movie really did succeed for me. And going forward, I'm willing to see what Han Solo did before New Hope. I didn't really know that I wanted it, but now I'm willing to see what they're going to give me to fill in those blanks. Yeah. And plus, if you give me more Admiratus, I will go wherever you want to take me. I totally agree. <laughs> I have always sat, watched A New Hope, and wondered, is General Jan Dodonna a coward who needed to be convinced to fight? And now we know the answer is yes. yes. Yep. Jen Erso yeah. convinced him to fight. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. Well, guys, we did it in under four hours. <laughs> viewing Rogue One. There's a lot to take in. There's a lot to determine uh, about this movie. Did we like it? Did we like this? Did we like that? Did that work? There's so many more questions, I'm sure. We'll be answering them in an ongoing fashion on the Force Center podcast feed. We are not done talking about Rogue One. But yes, the turn towards episode eight has begun. That's right. We are a year away from Star Wars Episode Eight, unnamed title. Um, <laughs> hopefully not Forces of Destiny. So um, that is that. Guys, you know the drill. You can follow us at Force Center Pod on Twitter. Send us your questions at the hashtag Force Center. Subscribe, like, do all that stuff. Rate and review on iTunes. And I, oh, I said like because Facebook. Go to our Facebook page. You can find it on uh, on uh, Facebook as uh, Force Center. Like it, and uh, we are trying to push Joseph towards the 1,000 likes on Facebook. That's right. We want 1,000 likes. It's very easy to do. So if you're on Facebook and you are being irritated by relatives you disagree with about Star Wars, mm-hmm. you have a happy place to go on Facebook. <laughs> Just type in Force Center, hit like, and we will be so very happy. It's really nice when we can have longer conversations and post questions and then just get all your responses right there in the comments so they're easy to like find and collate and add to the show. And absolutely, on Twitter, we're pushing for 1,500. We're growing. We're going faster there. Uh, we're going to reach that spot. Uh, you can find uh, these fine people all over the galaxy. Jennifer, you've been doing some great cosplay stuff for StarWars.com lately. Yes, a lot of uh, Rogue One costumes. Um, and I actually cosplayed as Krennic myself mm. on yep. opening night, which was a lot of fun. You act, you, you went to the theater? I, I did. Krennic'd up? I did. That's great. I felt so empowered wearing that cape and those leather gloves. <laughs> I kid you not. I was walking through this fancy restaurant and I'm like <laughs> dun, dun, yeah dun. it was awesome oh that's amazing yeah um, but I will have a, a review up of Rogue One on my YouTube channel youtube.com slash Jennifer Landa and of course you can find me on Twitter and all the social media sites at Jennifer Landa uh, Joseph tonight I'll find you at the bar and we that's will right. go Get a drink, see some Star Wars, get a drink, talk some Star Wars, which is a great way to go around life. Um, uh, where can the other people find you? Uh, you can find me on all the social media. Twitter and Instagram in particular is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can find me always looking up gifts. I just want to say this real quick. Jennifer, do you know that when you put in on Twitter looking for gifts on Rogue One, you're about the fourth gift down? What are you talking about? So when you put huh? it on Twitter, when you search for a gift, yeah. a gif, you, can t- you type in Rogue One. And there's a gif of you saying, the reshoots are coming. The reshoots are coming. Oh, my so God. So go go to Twitter. Oh follow Force no. Center. Follow <laughs> Joseph Scrimshaw. Follow Ken. Follow Jennifer. And then search for Jennifer's gifts. She's a gift star on Twitter. That's so funny. 
gosh. And then uh, you can uh, uh, you can follow my entertainment adventures as a comedy human being uh, by going to my website at josephscrimshaw.com. If you're in the Los Angeles area for New Year's, I'm doing a New Year's show called 2017 A New Hope. It will be saying goodbye to a rough year and hello to hopefully a better year. And uh, I meant to say this the whole podcast, the last thing I'm going to say, we can talk about this more later. I like the music. It was good. It should be acknowledged. First, on John Williams. <laughs> I thought the music was great. I yeah. just remembered that, too. That's a whole, we'll do a separate show yeah. on that. Yeah, we'll bring yeah. Mark Riley on, who's a big score fanatic, and we can talk about it there. The score is, 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 is as a lot of things in Rogue One, a little controversial and debated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, guys, you can follow me at Catnapsuck uh, and all my adventures over there. You can see me on Collider, Collider Jedi Council, and all the stuff we got going over there. And uh, the big one, if you're listening to this now, when we're releasing this probably same day to get it out, I've got the big battle. Me and John Campia against Freddie Prinze Jr. and Sam Witwer in the uh, movie trivia showdown Star Wars battle. It is one you are not going to want to miss. Trust me. So until next time, let's all grab a drink with the Mon Calamari Admiral Radis. See you next time. Bye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.